Welcome to another episode of the Floro Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez. And today on the show, we have Carlos Flores, also known as Mall Dog of the martial arts group, The Dog Brothers. Now, if you're new to the show, make sure you head on over to our website, thefloropodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes. You'll find out more about the show and a store where you can purchase some merchandise. Now, in this particular episode, me and Carlos, we talk about fear. We talk about martial arts. We talk about a few different self-defense principles. And uh, we also dive in deep into some of our memories growing up in the hood, an area called Little Village here in Chicago, and uh, so much more. So I hope you dig this episode. Now, on with the show. Anyway, uh, here, let's, let's get started. Yep, yep. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. Uh, I am Edgar Otra Vez, and today on the show, I have Carlos Flores, mall dog, and a dog brother, martial arts practitioner for a long time, um, and a long time stick fighter, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have my fights. Yeah. So, um, one of the things I, I saw... Over the holidays, or over you know, since the last time I saw you, you did a quite a bit of like those Dog Brothers, uh, you know, uh, meetup things. And I mean, I saw you post. You did quite a few fight, fights, right? Yep, yep, that's correct. Um, so I think the last time that we spoke was back in May, mm-hmm. uh, and what we had coming up first was our Midwest uh, get together. It was our Midwest training groups get together. Um, we ended up fighting at the UFC gym mm-hmm. which is no longer open yeah. which is I'll, I'll get to that how that played into what you know we were doing as well yeah uh but yeah so we did uh, uh some fights in june we ended up doing uh the um actual dog brother open gathering mm-hmm. um and then we ended up doing beat the crap out of cancer which is a fundraiser so from the last time that you and i spoke uh-huh. we've had at least three different fighting events wow and yeah. and for our audience those fighting events are full contact stick fighting there there is gear uh, but you know it's fighting yeah and, yeah and yeah. F- when you do fighting people get hurt right yeah, yeah I, I mean but from what i see for the most part you guys do a lot to stay safe i mean you guys have the gloves you guys got the masks but other other than that it's pretty like slim armor yeah yeah so so you're right we have the lacrosse gloves uh the fancy mask mouthpiece uh the cup uh the growing cup uh-huh. um and then elbow pads knee pads optional mm-hmm. and everything else is pretty much open so i like it i like it because you guys are are testing the you're testing the metal, right? You're testing to make sure that your what you're practicing makes sense mm-hmm. in a real life situation. And then not only that, but you guys 
take bizarre weapon choices in some cases. <laughs> right. Like yes. you have chains, like you said. Yeah. I think you know, you guys got like three sectional staffs, you got yes. staffs in general. Yes. Uh, I you know, my understanding you guys do will do anything, chairs, whatever. Yeah, as long as you have someone that is willing to partake in the same type of weaponry, <laughs> then yeah, or sometimes even, you know, uh -huh. opposite weapons or a different type of weapons. But uh -huh. yeah, if you could find someone that is up for that challenge, then yeah. Then anything. You fight goes. With whatever. Yep. Yeah, so um, that's the part I like. The, the, the part that, that scares me, or that's intimidating, I should say, is, is the fact that, you know, you can get hurt, huh? like, pretty good, because, like, uh, blocking a punch or kick, uh, especially with, like, gloves and stuff, um, it happens. It still happens, but you can break an arm, right? Sure. You know, sure. Um, blocking possibly a stick with your with your arm will probably break the arm, right? Is yeah. that is that a fair assessment? Uh, like, you'll, and not just break it, shatter it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've seen it happen. Oh, uh, sometimes people do tend to just throw their arms out instinctively, and block. they catch it. I mean, it won't always break though it's it's one of those fluke situations you mm. know but i have seen it happen i remember uh one guy ended up breaking his pinky um and he didn't know it. and this was with the protection of the cross glove uh -huh. and and i kind of recall the moment that it possibly happened was because he did raise his empty hand you know the, the stick is on his right hand left hand went up to cover uh -huh. and he took a hit didn't realize the pinky was broken until after the fight, until uh -huh. we removed the lacrosse glove. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and that sucker was pointing, <laughs> you know, to, way to the left. Um, that reminds me, dude, I don't know if you remember this, but remember this time, you actually helped me with, uh, we were doing stunt choreography, and you were assisting me, yeah. and I was on the ground, and I was like uh, going through a sequence or whatever. Yeah, and first of all, I had no business doing stunt choreography, and thank you for <laughs> for playing along and and being there with me. But we were doing stunt choreography, and when I when I went to you know fake getting kicked in the stomach or whatever it was, I moved my legs and dragged my foot across the mat, mm. and these mats are puzzle mats. Yeah. And my toe went oh, blink. It yeah. went. It went straight right mm -hmm. angle. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, oh shit! And I looked at my toe and like, I did everything I could, not to show that it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Also, I wasn't sure if anybody else saw it. I think they did, but I played it off. Everybody I think you did a wonderful because yeah, I recall <laughs> that moment yeah. you know very well. Yeah, you played it off really good. <laughs> And, and I don't know if you remember this, but what got me through that situation was that, you know, I had an experience where I popped my, my pinky toe out Yes, and that sucker true. was just dangling. So <laughs> I recognized the situation. I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah. You know? And, and luckily, yeah, you trusted me with, you know, finishing with what you had started and, uh -huh. and yeah, I remember we got out of there. I think, or I don't know if it was at that same place, uh -huh. but you asked me to pop that pinky toe back in. <laughs> And I think I did, didn't I? Yeah, you pulled, you pulled it, and you kept pulling it, and it, yeah. and I felt it pop. Oh. And then uh, I don't know if you know the rest of the story, but I went to go see a doctor mm. after that, mm. and it was the same doctor that did surgery on my legs for something else. And uh, so I show up, and I see the doctor, and he's like, "It's you again. I just saw you." And it's like, yeah, you know, and he's like, uh, "You got a like a punch card I can get, oh, you know, because you're gonna see me a lot." <laughs> oh, and he was like, "No, I don't. I'm actually leaving this place." He told me at the time, mm -hmm. but um, but then like uh, he's like, "Okay, well, let's take a look." 
So, you know, we were kind of chummy at that point. We got x-rays. He came back. I was like, yep, it's broken. Mm. And I'm like, damn, what does this mean? Surgery, a cast? And he's like, hold up. And so he turns around, he tapes it up, and he's like, there you go. That's it. And I'm, that, that's it? It's yeah. like, there's nothing else I can there really do for it. nothing, yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, is I felt like I deserved that. Because when you broke your pinky toe, all I did was tease you about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then lo and behold, the guy who I teased about his pinky toe was with me when I broke my pinky toe. <laughs> yeah. it, it, we, and you know, I think the last time that we had spoke, uh, uh -huh. we talked about karma with yeah. uh, Anderson Silva and uh, what was the guy? Uh, Wiseman, uh, Wyman? Yeah, Wyman. Yeah, yeah that, Chris Wyman. Yeah. yeah, that, you know, what happened to Anderson happened to Wyman because, you know, he had kind of like, uh, knew what he was doing and did that destruction on, on, did the on Silva. Destruction, yeah. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I felt like I remember, I, I meant to bring it up the last time I saw you. Yeah. And it just, we just never, I, I kind of, we kept riffing, riffing and, and forgot about it. But now that we're talking about pinkies and stuff, I'm like, wait a minute, oh my there's God. a story you yeah. and I share. <laughs> but like, like I 100% deserved it, man. And, and, um, and uh, I, I, I don't know if you remember, but you carried me out of that place, yeah. essentially. Like, I limped all the yeah, way out of there. I do remember to your car, wasn't it? This place was by, like, Taylor or something? It was very, yeah, it was very, it was very close to the condo I owned. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, like, you, you, I think we went in your car. Was it mine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? It had I picked to, you up. I picked you, you up from the from You the had condo. to, yeah, you had to, because that area gets really crowded with parking. Yeah. And my car was in the, in the garage. So, yeah, you picked me up and we went to the gym. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, you you essentially carried me to the car. <laughs> you carried me out of the gym to the car, and then out of the car into the house. Yeah, and uh, it, because I couldn't walk, it hurt so bad. You know? Yeah, and, I know. <laughs> I remember being like that. But so so the funny thing is, though, is like I have not, and and we've talked about this before. Knock on wood. Uh -huh. You know, I have not gotten seriously injured. Uh huh. In any of these fights, you know, none of my digits, yeah. Knock on wood, knock on particle board. Yeah. These, uh, you know, none of these digits, uh, you know, again, if I've gotten hairline fractures, I wouldn't know, you know, it's one yeah. of those things where maybe, maybe not, but I've, I've come out in, in one piece. Yeah. I've broken all kinds of shit. You, you I'm sorry, you what? I said I've broken all kinds yeah, of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've broken <laughs> the ribs, I've broken my nose four mm. times, I've ripped these tendons in here, and mm. the, the Achilles tendon, and then this other tendon here. Uh, I got problems with the knees right now. Uh, I saw uh, whatchamacallit, a physical therapist, and he was like, let's do what we can to keep you from going to, you know, the surgeon, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know? So, like, all I've been doing is strengthening the knees and stuff, but um, there's not much else I could do. Uh, all I can really do at this point is wait for them to tear and then get surgery, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do that. No, no. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you, you've yeah. you've put your body through, you know, training, and 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 I think it's part of of playing that game. Mm -hmm. You know, in the long run, if we're looking at longevity, um, yeah, you have to take care of yourself, especially now. Mm -hmm. You know, at our at our age, yeah. You know, um, it, it is a challenge to really how much more. Can I put my body through it, you know, whether it's the fighting or even working out? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's something to think about now. It is because, uh, 
like you could take all these chances, right? But you can sort of get away with some of the injuries that you get. Uh, but you get to a point where it's just like, okay, I can't, I can't pick up any more injuries. Right. You know? Like uh, one, it's just like at this point, I heal way slower. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that means I can't train for a while, mm. and that right now is an eternity. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one problem, and the other problem is, is like, okay, what's was it going to be like once it's once it's healed yeah you know it it was like for example when i ripped my achilles tendon uh i couldn't kick for a long time Mm. like i couldn't throw i can throw like it took me a while to get to a point where i could throw a uh, rajas kick again or any kick for that matter took you know a good i don't know it took like a year before i can walk jeez without a limp and then it took another year or so for me to be able to kick Mm. Uh, and then it took forever for me to able to 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 throw certain kicks without pain. Hmm. So like I can make full contact, full power contact on a bag or something, and not feel pain. Hmm. You know, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that for, with any other part of my body. Right. You know. Right. Um, so well, so so that reminds me of of a, of a story uh, that that um, my punan guru Crafty uh-huh. talks about, and it's it's you know paying that. Odin's sacrifice, you know, Odin for wisdom, for knowledge, uh-huh. gave up one of his eyes. Yeah. And how much are we willing to give up for more knowledge, for more wisdom, uh-huh. you know, when we can't give anymore? <laughs> and, and really, and even Crafty Dog, he, he talks about, um, you know, saving that one last fight uh-huh. for when he really needs to do it. Yeah. He's a much older gentleman now, Yeah. you know, um, so maybe that's too where we're starting to reflect on like, well... I want to make sure that when I really need to defend, you know, my family or myself, uh-huh. that I have that fight in me. Yeah. I think um, I worry about the fight. I worry about, uh, I hope that that never comes. Yeah. And uh, I think we've spoke about this before. We, uh, you and I both have done a lot to get out of the hood. Yeah. And uh, we've taken ourselves out of the possibility of something like that happening more often. But the possibility is always there. And right? I like I like how you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More often, but yeah, the possibility is definitely always there. It's always there. Um, I I feel like I've definitely gotten really soft. I've mentioned this to another friend of mine. Uh, he's from Colombia, and uh, you know, we talked about like what he's gone through living in like Medellin, uh, Colombia. And just like coming here and living in the hood here and then going off. He, he's a military guy too. So he goes mm-hmm. off and he does a Marine. So he's lived quite a life of, you know, having to look over your shoulder a lot. Mm-hmm. But like we also talked about, one of the things we talked about was like, yeah, you lose that edge. You know, you get to a point where it's like, okay, you know, you removed yourself from these situations where danger is a possibility or more of a possibility and uh, you get to a point where it's like you don't even know how to walk in the hood anymore. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I, I had this conversation with him. I was just like, dude, I went to, I went to, all right, this was about, <laughs> yeah, this is about like six years ago, five <laughs> years ago. I go to, right? Yeah. So I go to, and I uh, walk, <laughs> I get off, I get off my car, and then it's like, as I'm getting, as I'm like driving around, to park the car, you know, because they got that little parking lot. I, I drive around and it's like, what the fuck is going on with this place? Mm. This is like, did I just time travel? Like, this place 
looks the fucking same. Hmm. You know, the cars are, you know, a little different. Yeah, yeah. The faces are different, but it's all the same characters playing the same roles. Right. I was just like, this is weird. It was like really weird. And I'm like, this place hasn't changed, Hmm. you know? Yeah, you're right. So, so with, with my counseling job, uh-huh. <clears throat> I do home visits and I, I do go to, you know, the old hood, the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, in fact, maybe two weeks ago I was driving and uh, I saw three kids, They maybe eighth graders, maybe high schoolers, uh-huh. two boys and a girl. And one of the boys looks at me and he throws a gang sign. Ugh. And I, I just nodded and I just kept driving. Yeah. You know, it's like you said, same characters. Time hasn't changed in that area yeah you know um well it's interesting how you say you know that you feel like you've gotten soft um not being around the neighborhood uh-huh. um i don't feel that you know? because and maybe it could be because i still work in the area and i'm uh-huh. still there um but i don't feel that i, I still if i hear those, those cars screeching uh-huh. i still look over my shoulder i i'll spaz out hmm. like i'm not as nearly as chill you know, like yeah. I hear a car screeching, I'm like, boom, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not doing one of these, you know, I'm like, boom, like, what the fuck is going on? Sure. You know? um, and that's, and that's how I got off the car when I went to, hmm. I got off the car and I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, I like, I like kept doing this all the way up to the door. Hmm. And then as I'm sitting there ordering, I realized this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how did you get there? What made you? I, I was I was talking to my wife. We were talking about beefs, you know, just yeah. Italian beefs. <laughs> and I I was like, you know, Portillo's is good, but you know, the place in the hood was way better than this shit. You That's know? great. Like, so <laughs> so she's like, whatever, you know. So like I I'm like, fuck this. I'm gonna prove to you that yeah. the shit in the hood is better. So, <laughs> so I go I go to this restaurant. I'm gonna have to bleep out all the names, uh, but like I go to this restaurant and. You know, uh, first of all, you know, when I finally get in there from being spazzy outside, I get inside and, you know, I'm still a little spazzy, but <laughs> less right. spazzy. Yeah. And But, you know, like the, the place is a mess, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then like the guys in the counter, behind the counter are like, you know, 10 or something. I don't know what they are. <laughs> They're young, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't know anything. Right. Um, and uh, they, they, you know, I ask for my food. The place looks disgusting, mm-hmm. by the way. And I'm like, damn, I can't. Is this always been like this? Pretty oh. much. I mean, you described from what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> what it was like when I was a kid going in there. Yeah. And so I was just like, is this place always been disgusting? This place looks <laughs> disgusting. And then so then he gives me the big old bag. And you know how they did double bag, yeah. triple bag, that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And there's like grease ripping through the bag. Yeah. yeah. So like you can barely make it to the car before the bag falls <laughs> apart. Right. <laughs> Because they, they dip it and soak it in oil and all that shit. So yeah. uh, by the time by the time I get home, the bag is disintegrated, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, with that said, like you know, we sit down. Like they got my order wrong. I asked for oh. a few, in, you know, uh, specific things. They didn't give them to me. Yeah. Uh, but then <laughs> I take a bite out of the beef, and I'm like, this shit tastes like paper. Oh <laughs> man. You know what? I wonder though if back then. It was didn't. better. Yeah, yeah. It was better. Yeah. Or we didn't know any better. Or maybe we didn't know better. Or now we've matured in a lot of ways, <laughs> yeah. taste buds included. But, uh, so I'll still go. I mean, again, yeah, I work uh-huh. around there, but I'll go to like the taco place mm. where you know, I used to live by uh-huh. on 26th Street. Oh, I'll El Faro? Yeah. No, at Totonilco. Oh, at Totonilco. Oh, yeah. Totonilco. I'll still go there. Um, 
Trojas, the shrimp place. Trojas. Have you ever been? Trojas, Dude. yes. I no, I the name sounds familiar. Is they, that the place on Archer? Do they no, have no, no. Trojas is on 26th Street, mm-hmm. uh, right off of Costner. It has, I want to say, the cartoon character from Bugs Bunny, the chicken. Oh. Leghorn uh, or something. Foghorn, Leghorn. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking in, about. In, in, in fact, it's right next to um, La Cueva. I don't know La Cueva. No. I, I know tro, uh, trocha, Trojas. Trojas. Trochas, yeah. yeah. Trojas. It's been there for over 100 years. Trojas? Yeah. <laughs> They have paper A hundred years? Or are you like a hundred and four? Well, I mean, generational. Like, they pass it from... It's a family-owned business. Uh-huh. So, it's, it, you know, from what I read in the newspapers, the clippings they had on the wall, it said 104 years they've been there. That's amazing. On 26th Street. On 26th and Street. Then, you know, and, and they're not Latino. They're not yeah. Mexican. Well, Troja so, sounds like a... Like a Latino name. Yeah, like a Latino name. That's, but the shrimp, dude, yeah. I'll drive out there. You know, my family enjoys it. Yeah. It's, it's like... 20 bucks a pound and it's worth it man yeah. <laughs> it's worth it yeah if you get a chance uh-huh. by the hood or whatever yeah <clears throat> you know i'll go to el totonico yeah 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 i'll hit el totonico you know every now and then when i can I, right now we can't you know I'm, we're me and the other goofballs on the podcast we're doing this challenge okay and uh, it's a weight loss challenge we're oh. calling it 10 percent less human so we gotta lose 10 percent of our weight wow okay yeah All right. and All right. uh winner gets a belt Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Like that belt there. Yeah. That was from one of our other challenges. Oh, that's cool. But we'll get a better one this time. And uh <laughs> so, so like right now, uh I'm I'm trying my best to lose the weight and win that belt. So I I'm not going out to Totonico anytime soon, but Well how, but how long is this challenge? It's a race. So whoever gets there first ah. gets the belt. Ah. So it it could be six months, it could be two more weeks. Who knows? Sure. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So uh so uh, some guys have lost a lot of weight already. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit talking. <laughs> oh, I bet. There's a lot of shit talking, a lot of food porn. He's like, hey, <laughs> are you hungry? Check this fucking taco out. You're like, motherfucker, yeah. you know, that's delicious. Stop it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, no, Atolunico was a spot for me when I was a kid. Yeah, same for me. Absolutely. Uh, I got a little older and I started going to La Pasadita up on, da- on uh, Damon and uh, Ashland. Okay, on the north, north side? Yeah, on the north yeah, side. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of it. I've driven by there. I've never been in there. Oh, I'm not sorry. Not Damon. Division. 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 Yeah. Division in Ashland. Yeah. And that place, that place is good. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've uh, things have really changed for that place because they used to have like three spots. Mm. Like in the same area, right? In the same area, yeah. yeah. Like right next to, they had two storefronts <laughs> right next to each other and then a storefront across the street. Mm. And they sold those properties, and now they're down to the or two of the properties, and now they're down to one. Hmm. And uh, I don't know how they cook the stuff, you know. Like I don't know because there's no real kitchen, I, I you hmm. know, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where they're cooking the stuff, but dude, like it was funny with Atotlanico. This has become this has become less about martial arts and more about <laughs> food. Food dude, in the old I, days. I'm trying to fight back all these different like food topics i want to talk to you about now because when we're talking about food like i know a few good locations that i, I just started hitting yeah i just uh we just discovered um george's deep dish george's deep dish oh man is it good it's it's phenomenal um but you have to order it about 24 hours in advance uh-huh. and you have to go pick it up oh and 24 thing, hours in advance well because i guess the gentleman prepares the dough a certain way and uh-huh. he has enough to make certain amount of pizzas throughout the day that's badass dude and um yeah it's so and and the drive from where i'm at 
is maybe about 30 minutes, the whole Lakeshore Drive, all the way down towards the end. It's up somewhere on Clark and something. Oh. Uh, but phenomenal. So it's not only a trip for you, but it's also like quite an endeavor, even for the guy who's making the pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I recommend that and uh, Carnitas uh-huh. uh, in Melrose Park, uh, Don Alfredo Carnitas. Don Alfredo in Melrose? Okay. Yeah. He's got two locations, uh-huh. uh, the one just to pick up the, the, the Carnitas, uh-huh. but then the restaurant. I always go to the restaurant. Uh-huh. Less, you know, the, the line is not as long, uh-huh. uh, and I feel like you get a variety of, of the meat. So when it comes to carnitas, the place I go to is Don Pedro out in Pilsen. I've heard of that place. I have not been. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because uh, the, the, the owner who owned the place, the old man, passed away. Mm. And his son took his spot. And it's weird because the dude looks just like the old man. Huh. Yeah. Except younger. Yeah. You know, like, oh, dude cloned crazy. himself. Right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. You did that's a Boba crazy. Fett. We got Boba Fett Jr. here, oh Django Fett or whatever here, oh, fucking giving us carnitas. <laughs> but like this cat was like, um, but like it's crazy because he does he does a real good job of like, like fooling the. I don't want to say fooling the customer, but really kind of pleasing the customer because mm. he does this thing where he's like, "How much you want?" You know, oh, you know, uh, una libra de bouchon or whatever, right? All right, so you know he, he gives you the you know, the cut that you want. Yeah. Puts it on, he gets, he gives you a pound. And he's like, that's, that, is that good? I'm like, yeah, that's good. Then he takes a bunch of cuero and a bunch of other shit, <laughs> puts it right on top. You get like another pound and a half on top. Oh man. And you're like, this is awesome. This is a great deal. But then you look up and it's like 15, $16 a pound. Oh, so I see. And, and I was like, okay, I'm paying for this. <laughs> yeah. Because you see how good it, it looks. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a pretty good tactic. Well, not only that, but it's like you think you're getting a bunch of shit free, Mm. but he's not really giving you free. The price is there to cover the cost of the stuff that he's throwing on. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, but it doesn't matter because you know sometimes I do just want you know just meat, you know. And then when I get home, I'm like, damn, I should have got a little curito, you Mm. know. Mm. And he throws that curito on top. And then it's funny because I don't know, like my mom's got all these like superstitions because. The curito there is so good. It's it's so uh, squishy, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you eat it soon enough and warm enough, yeah. it, it's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. This guy, it, it's so squishy. I told my mom, I was like, this place is so good. And she's like, you shouldn't eat it like that. And I'm like, why not? It's just like, if you eat it like that, when it's like good like that, it's going to get stuck on your insides and you'll die. Oh, man. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. This is like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, here's to a good death, you know, as you're eating your taco. <laughs> I'm like just going to mush it in like salsa. I'm not, don't worry, ma. The acid from the salsa will take care of it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to the real topic that we were talking about. Um, martial arts. Mm-hmm. So... And specifically stick fighting and the fights that you do. Mm-hmm. Do you not get afraid at all? Like, are you not afraid of like getting hurt or how um, do you, how do you deal with, with the possibility of getting severely injured as you've seen yeah. and, and uh, continuing to do this thing? What, what makes you want to do it? Well, I think, you know, fear, fear is there. Um, fear of getting hurt, fear of hurting the other individual fear of of you know not fighting to my ability mm-hmm. um when it comes to fear one thing that stick fighting has taught me is to use anger uh-huh. to overcome fear to overcome the anxiety mm. um 
So, so I've, I've learned to kind of make it into a, a light switch uh-huh. where, in, in fact, I can tell you right now, outside of stick fighting, uh, a few years ago I was driving and I, I could have swore I was getting an anxiety, like a panic attack. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it, to the point where I started to lose vision, I was driving. Uh, and I'm like, what the heck? And I recognized what was going on. So the way I overcame it was by getting angry. Uh-huh. And I started yelling. And I don't know, maybe I kicked in the adrenaline. I don't know what it was. But that helped me overcome it. Uh-huh. Um, and I preach, I preach to people like, you know, if, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, you want to fight it, use your emotions. Uh-huh. A lot of the times anger is, is looked at as, as something negative, but really it's not. It's an emotion, uh-huh. you know, that we can experience. Um, you know, so that's how I kind of tend to overcome fear. I mean, it's still there during the fight, before the fights. Once I'm in the fight, it's gone. Uh-huh. I, I cannot allow it to stay in my mind uh-huh. because then you know i will get hurt so I, you know one thing i think that we've never really touched on is the fact that you are you have a degree in psychology right mm-hmm. but Correct. Like, what are you exact what is your profession exactly um so my right now uh what i do is i work for a program called early intervention uh-huh. early intervention is a program that works with children from the ages of birth to three. Uh-huh. And what I look at is, uh, is their behavior uh, or I'm there to provide the family for some type of support uh-huh. uh, or maybe we're looking for resources, whatever it may be. Uh, my, my degree, I have my master's and I have my license. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my full licensure is a LCPC, uh-huh. a licensed clinical professional counselor, uh-huh. which is equivalent to an LCSW. Uh, so I could, I could pretty much have an office somewhere okay. if, I wish, if I wanted to. Uh, but with this program, I'm doing home visits. Um, you know, so, so, so yeah, I, I, I want to say that, yes, I understand the mind. Uh, uh-huh. More importantly, I understand myself. Uh-huh. You know, um, so I, I know what works for me. And, and hopefully, you know, whatever I can share works for other individuals as well. So, like, one of the things that I worry about is... Um, because I had this discussion with somebody else about fear and, and anger and how to deal with anger in general. And uh, I'm not sure how I feel about fighting angry. I think, at least for me, I think uh, if I let myself run with the anger, and again, this is specifically me, yeah. um, I let the, ang- the anger becomes a distraction, right? Mm, mm. So, like, if I'm, you know, in combat or sparring or, you know, all that stuff, don't get me wrong. I've used anger plenty of times in the past to kind of charge me up, kind of get the energy to, like, push forward, stuff like that. Yeah. But I've also had it to the point where it's it's distracted me from the task where I'm, I'm so angry, I'm making mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing things that I probably shouldn't have done or, or been been too rash in in some of the things i was trying to do like i'm just going to take a punch and throw punches right like right. that's not that's not good defense you know that's not a good way to fight <laughs> yeah. you're going to get knocked out right? right that doesn't you know you can't just hulk up and just expect <laughs> punches to bounce off of you. it just doesn't work yeah. you know yeah. but i've done it i've done it in sparring i've done it in, you know it's just like ah i mean like i don't give a fuck if you hit me you know yeah it's no it's, well, well so so let me clarify that that yeah. that um explanation Uh um i don't fight angry i just use the anger to shadow the fear Mm. the the anger you know it doesn't come out in my fighting Uh it's just more of a mental 
you know, shattering the, the fear, to shadow the fear, to just kind of um, get rid of that fear. Uh-huh. But it, it doesn't come out in my fighting. So it's more, so you're saying you're going to feel an emotion. Yes. And you might as well replace that emotion with something that's... Um, maybe more manageable for me. Yeah. So, so in, in general, and maybe this is me, like personality-wise, I'm not an angry guy. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty cool or calm. Yeah. Um, I think you know I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah, yeah. So, so the anger, yeah. because, I mean, we all experience anger, but in general, that's not my personality. Uh-huh. Um, so when I'm able to really use it for my, my, my benefit to not be scared, to not have fear, um, you know, I do it. Mm. I, I just do it. Uh, I'll give you another example. And this has nothing to do with fighting. When I get on a plane, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a fear of, of getting on a plane. I have my whole ritual already. Uh, but sometimes I got to pump myself up, get angry. People look at me. I don't look angry. I'm not physically angry. Uh-huh. But I'm using that anger in my mind to kind of just like get rid of the fear. It's, you know, uh, for a while there, I had a fear of flying. Hmm. Uh, I've flown enough. Where it's not it's not fear anymore, it's annoyance. I mm. hate flying. <laughs> you know, like I'm not afraid of it anymore. I just fucking hate it. You yeah. know, I hate I hate going to the airport, taking the shoes off, I hate getting scanned, <laughs> yeah. the possibility of someone seeing my fat ass naked, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then that weird fucking screen. Yeah. Like I hate all that shit. You know, like yeah. all everything that has to do with the airport from the moment I get off into the airport. Till the moment I land on the other side and get out of the airport, I hated all of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so I, I, I wish, <laughs> I, I almost wish I was afraid of flying because at least I wouldn't be so annoyed by it, you know. But like, I guess you know, maybe I'm already doing what you're doing. This is like I hate it. I'm afraid of this, so I'm angry. Right? Well, right. So you yeah. substitute it. Maybe. Um, maybe that's just it- my go-to. Maybe I'm just angry. When I'm afraid and I don't even know it. There you go. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe anger is an emotion that's easier to control than fear. Well, I, I you know I know anger better than I do fear, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, fear is uh, fear is is what it's it's a lot of things. It's it means uh, there's doubt, right? Sure. There's uh, the the unknown possibilities of whatever situation you're in, right? That's yeah. that's a uh, that's a very um, uh, responsive situation. Yeah. Uh, at, at least uh, with the emotional, uh, the, I think what anger does, at least from what I'm thinking, and you you're probably better to know this than I do than I will. But at least with anger, it can be fuel to. It, it's more aggressive. It it can, it might energize whatever situation you're in to do something proactively to you know succumb the situation right to, to get past the situation yeah anger i mean fear is more definitely more reactive and you're kind of waiting for shit to happen right i i think you're you're putting it perfectly you know yeah i think that that's perfect you know we, we go back to the the fight flight or freeze uh uh-huh. you know um where you have those options whether you do nothing at all you just freeze and that's it yeah. or you flight you run away yeah. or, or fight you know and, and i think that that those moments of, of fighting, you overcome the fear. Whereas, and, and fear in, in, the, in those three components, if we're looking at the freeze and the flight, at that moment, when you're flighting, when you're running, mm. fear is actually helpful in that moment. But yes. when you're freezing, depending on the situation, 
if I have a guy in front of me and I freeze and, you know, he's just going to yeah. beat my ass. However, when we went to kind of talked about this before too, uh, the school shootings, yeah. if you freeze while you're hiding, then you become invisible. Yeah. At that moment, that type of fear is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess ultimately you don't want... F- you can be afraid, right? It could it could be useful, especially in the situations that you're illustrating. But if you let fear take over to the point where you're frozen, that's when it's bad, right? Yeah. yeah. And I guess the same thing is true for anger. If you let anger take over to the point where you're not thinking anymore and just being an idiot, if you're in the choices, red zone, yeah. If you're in the red, yeah, then that's you're right. Either. Your yeah. judgment, impulsiveness, you know, comes out, and and you're not judging what you're doing. Then in that case, yeah, that would put you. Yeah. So I guess I guess what we're saying is ne- neither emotion is negative. It they're all useful. It's just how much of it you should allow yourself to to partake in, right? Well, well, yeah, and and now I'm thinking emotions in general, even even happiness. Too much of it is no good because you could blind yourself to reality that you know, not everything is hunky-dory. Yeah. Uh and I think I came across this terminology or somebody I don't know made it up or Something about positive, toxic, to- toxic yeah. positivity. That's it. Toxic positive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I don't know how I feel about that one. Okay. I, like, I, I saw that. And I was just like, man, is everything toxic now? Like, how? You like, come on. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how I feel. Like, it's not a criticism of the term or the people that use it or any of that. It's just that I don't know. I guess I don't know enough of it to criticize it. Yeah. But on the sa- on the on the face of it, I look at it. I'm like, how can positivity be you know toxic you know like someone is just trying to see the glass half full okay well sometimes though how much of that isn't it just denial yeah you know i think at that moment that's when it does become toxic yeah when you're masking a reality oh nothing's wrong everything's fine i'm Uh smiling when everything around you is burning down yeah i think the other thing too is like the people who who are maybe, you know, positive, you know, like positively toxic. I think that they might be, again, an extreme situation where it's like, okay, things are really bad for me. I need you to listen to my bad situation. And the guy's like, oh, no, you know, just look past it. Things are rosy green or whatever. You know, yeah. like you're going to be fine. Yeah. And maybe that's not the reality. And, and they're looking to you for help and you're criticizing the situation. Yeah, right. you know? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know the, the, the context of, of the phrase, but I seen that phrase too. And I'm like, yeah, God, I hope that doesn't become a thing, you know, you know, <laughs> right. Like another, another thing, but, um, cause there's already so many things that right. people are uh, having trouble with these days. But anyway, um, I don't like veering off into political topics, but uh, but going back to fear. So I guess just in terms of fear, anger, uh, you know, uh, all those, all these emotions that you could possibly feel in a situation where you're in combat, you have to be careful not to indulge in them too much. I guess. Yeah, and and I think that's where awareness comes in. Mm. You know, you get self awareness, right? Yes, yes, self awareness, self awareness, correct. Yeah where you really have to understand yourself and why am I feeling this way? Um, how can I accept that feeling in order for me to let it go? Mm. 
So um, what do you do for when you're in combat and you might feel one of these emotions taking over? Are you, do you try to be self-aware? It sounds like you are, like you're pretty good. Well, well, when, especially when it comes to fighting and you have your own experience too, uh-huh. it's like you, you have to live that moment. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the present. You have to acknowledge what you're feeling, what's going on. Um, and just be aware, man. You, I mean, you, you just, you cannot let that stuff overcome you because it's like you said, if I let it overcome me then i'm going to make mistakes Uh then i'm going to get caught with this i'm not going to be able to perform you know what i've been training and and everything is just gonna fail so i saw a situation that you were uh that you recorded where you were doing one of these meetups and you were come you were fighting two guys on one oh yeah and it was at the (laughs) ufc gym yeah yeah it was at that gym and um you took these two guys on and i couldn't help but watch like I was like, how is this guy gonna do in this situation? And uh, I was surprised how well you did. Not because I doubt your skill or whatever, but it's two on one. Yeah, and we're swinging I mean, sticks. These are yeah, and they're swinging weapons. It's two guys, <laughs> two big guys. I think yeah. they were kind of bigger than uh, you. Well, one one guy was shorter, but he was stockier, more muscular. Okay, and the other the other kid was definitely a little bigger than me. Yeah, so I was just like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like. The odds were really against you in that situation, and um, the way, even though I mean I couldn't, I don't know if you could say you won or lost, but you left unscathed, and in a situation like that, I think that's a win. Yeah, yeah. because I mean they, you didn't get hurt. No, you they, survived yeah. the situation. You were pretty yeah. aggressive. You did well, yeah. and uh, and the two guys, I was just like, are these guys, you know, how, like. I didn't want to criticize the practitioners because, I mean, everybody's trying to do their best to, you know, hurt each other, right? But I was like, are these guys not as good or is Carlos just really good, you know? (laughs) Like, what is it, you know, because you evaded really well. You did all these things really well and and you managed not to get hurt. And uh, I can't remember. I want to say that maybe you lost the stick in in this situation. I can't remember. Yeah, I think... um Oh man, because once they figured out my tactics, uh-huh. then they had me against the wall, then they tried to take me down. Uh-huh. Movement was my, yeah. my weapon of choice there. Yeah. You know, um, knowing how to work the angles, how to stack them upon each other so I wasn't in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the cardio for it for, you know, until I finally did get tired. Uh-huh. Um, but but so, so skill level was on my side as well uh-huh. uh these guys i mean they're no slouches uh-huh. uh, but i've been doing this a longer time than they have uh-huh. uh and they're still learning obviously i'm still learning too but yeah skill level was definitely a factor uh-huh. um experience but, for sure yeah absolutely Ex- yeah. experience more than anything uh-huh. uh because they're scrappers they can fight yeah. they can fight i got a chance to see that uh you know firsthand um I mean, I, I've told you this before. I'm, I'm not the best. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest, but I can scrap. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I, I've accomplished a good skill level where in that fight, I was able to take two guys on at once. And that was the first time I've ever done anything like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, damn. I guess this guy does this all the time. No, man. That That's was like, the first time. That was the first thought in my head. I was like, oh, this is just another day uh, at, at, at the office for, for Carlos. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I think... You know, you got to challenge yourself. Uh-huh. For sure. And, and at that moment, and that, that was at our get-together. So, so it wasn't a 100% fight. 
fighting. I mean, it went from 50 to 80, the, you know, the contact, the, the, the intensity yeah. of it. Um, you know, I mean, we were swinging, we were hitting, you could hear the sticks yeah. clashing and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but, but, you know, it was, it was a friendly, a friendly fight. Yeah. You know, um, I hear you. Like, yeah. you, you know, if, if, if the person went down, you'd be like, okay, you know, you're not going to like finish him. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but that was fun, man. <clears throat> and I think, if I'm not mistaken, in, in that video, um, I heard somebody in the background, the guys that were waiting to fight, they were like, wait, two on one? <laughs> like, what? What? Like, yeah. I don't, you know, has it ever been done before? I'm sure. Uh, but within our group, it hasn't. Yeah. So <laughs> it was pretty neat to do something like that. Um, you, yeah, you it was fun. Think, I mean, honestly, that, that was probably pretty dangerous, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? man. Because I got to worry about two different people, you know, trying to hit me. Yeah. Where's my focus at? Um, you know, but but knowing how to fight in a situation like that, I think at least for me, if we were looking at a, at a self-defense point of view, I think that what I was doing, the movement and the footwork would work um, in, in an actual fight outside. At least I would hope so. Where I was stacking them, where I was fighting one at a time and not allowing them to gang up on me. Uh-huh. Right there, there was tactic to that, and the way I was moving <clears throat> uh, from one side to the other, uh, that was the game plan. Mm. Now we interrupt the podcast to let you know that if you're building a website and you need a hosting service, Bluehost is definitely the way to go. If especially if you're building it in uh, WordPress, for example, it's the hosting service I use for my website, the Flow Real Podcast, and they're super dependable. Never had a problem. Easy to use. I highly recommend them. Make sure you use the referral link in the description so that Bluehost knows I sent you. Also, the music you're listening to here comes from Epidemic Sound. Now, Epidemic Sound is a great service which allows you to get licenses to music with a very affordable monthly plan. It's great. And you can get a 30-day free trial if you act now. With over 35,000 tracks and 90,000 sound effects, you will find all that you will need for your projects. When you head over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so they know that I sent you. Now, I just recently started using Monday. Um, Monday Monday.com has what they call an work operating system, a work OS. What it is is a work management software. It's more than just a to-do list. It allows you to work with teams. You can put timelines on things. It organizes your projects in a very easy to read dashboard and it's super customizable. I love it. Just started using it. Uh, I'm sharing it with my teams now. It's a great tool for you to use for your work, especially nowadays when we're working from home and we're a little more disconnected. We don't have the people in front of us to ask questions about where is this project? How are you doing on this? What's the timeline, et cetera, et cetera. So with Monday, it makes it very easy for you to kind of keep an eye on things. I love it. I love it. It's an amazing piece of software. I highly recommend it. And when you make your way over to monday.com, make sure you use my referral link in the description. Because uh, I've, uh, you've had seminars and mm-hmm. I've taken those seminars with you here and there in the past. Yeah. Not recently, but in the past. And uh, there were a few things that I remember that you taught me. One was destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The other was um, defanging the snake. Mm -hmm. And the third concept uh, was stacking. Mm -hmm. So uh, those concepts have all been concepts I actually shared with my kids, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, when we used to be at the UFC gym, uh, every weekend I would take the kids and we would go down there and hang out and I would spar with them, teach them stuff. Cause my wife would work weekends mm. and the kids and I wouldn't have anything to do. So we would, you know, go on a Sunday, hang out and hang out. Yes. Oh, you <laughs> what was that? I, it's no, it's cause I, when you hold the, iPhone, the, I watch to your face. Yeah. It'll want us to talk to you. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So here, let me, Mute that motherfucker. Do not disturb. <laughs> Technology, man. Yeah, I know. It's like everything. But um, so like we used to go down on, on the weekend, go to the UFC gym and then hang out, spar. I would teach them some stuff. And it was amazing because nobody used the, the mats on the weekends. Yeah. And we would just hang out there for like three hours playing, doing whatever. But it was like play teaching. So like, you know... Um, but one of the things we would do is I give them foam sticks. I have told you, like yeah. we give them foam sticks and we go and we do this. And so I would teach them these concepts. Um, but stacking. So why don't you describe what stacking is to the listeners? Because uh, I, they may not understand the concept and it's a great self-defense concept. Uh, Cause I mean, like I'm, like I'm saying, I don't not only taught the kids that, but you know, I did them, I did it to them and seen and showed them how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what is stacking exactly? <clears throat> so, so you kind of have to visualize where if there's two individuals uh, coming up on one, two bad guys against one good guy, you want to try your best maneuvering yourself to where you can place these two individuals, one behind the other. Mm -hmm. The idea is, is that if they surround you, now you got to fight two people. Yeah. Whereas if you have one guy five feet, in front of the other one, even if they're angled, you want to align yourself where these two people are now one in front of the other. You get to fight the guy in front, terminate him, then you get to the second guy. Yeah, ideally speaking, right? You, you correct. You would you would be able to like take the one guy out and then possibly be able to take the second guy out. It'd correct. be easier. Yeah, you you you're you're, you're stacking them or you're lining them up so that you make your, you give yourself an easier fight. And it, and you're, you're pretty much just like funneling them in. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> um, and but it yeah. takes a lot of cardio. Well, in that fight, yes, it did. Uh, but we had enough space to mm -hmm. <clears throat> understanding your space, understanding your environment. Um, and you know, the cardio helped in that I was able to move around as much as I did, uh, utilizing the space, creating the space, creating the stacking, and fighting one at a time. Mm. But again, you know, they're, they're, they're learning, they're, they're gaining the experience. Once they figured out what I was doing, whether it was intentionally or not, they figured it out and then they were surrounding me and now they were yeah. trapping me and cornering me and it made it more challenging for me, yeah. which was fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, because at that point, I think I had both of them on me against the wall and I'm like, well, I'm gonna take them both down. Um, I was able to tackle one guy and the other guy was, was still standing and, you know, it, it didn't, that would not have been an ideal situation because yeah. if one guy's uh, still standing, you know, and I'm focusing on the guy on the ground, then I'm going to get beat up pretty good. Yeah. Well, the other thing though, too, is, uh, you know, as, as realistic as you try to make the situation, they're still wearing 
gear, yeah. right? Right. So, like, uh, you whack a guy in the head in real life with no helmet, that fight could be over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it could be, like, maybe you didn't even hit him that hard, but the fact that he feels pain and he's got blood coming down because you, you whacked him with a stick and now he's bleeding because you get you created a cut with the stick. Yeah. That might be enough to take the fight out of the dog, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. But... You know, you you do have uh, people who are pain resistant, people who are on drugs, people who not in their right mind. Yeah. For whatever reason, they'll, they'll tolerate much more. Yeah. More pain. Yeah, and then yeah, they can tolerate more pain, and they might be in a situation where they're just crazy strong yeah. because they're so crazy. You know. Yeah. Um, but like, like so. It's hard to tell, like with with especially with a situation like that. Because, yeah, you got taken down, and yeah, the guy could have, you know, the second guy could have maybe beat you up, but maybe in a real life situation, the fight would have been over a long time ago because sure. you were able to stack them. Like sure. Those, yeah, sure. Know. Maybe. You know, I think, um, too, in, in a situation, in, you know, in a self defense situation, if it's two guys like that, you know, they're not, they weren't your average Joes. They, you know, again, that one guy was shorter than me, but he was stockier, mm. more muscle, that guy was a little bigger. In in that moment, yeah, maybe I would have to pull out an equalizer, and sometimes that could look like something like a knife. Yeah, you know, and and in that case, if they continue to engage, then yeah, mm. you know, the fight would have ended differently, and it probably would have ended quicker. Yeah, and and, and you know, even too, even without weapons, I mean, my go to is is the eyes. Yeah, you know, that's the first thing I'm gonna go for. Um, I think everyone gets the same response when they get poked in the eyes, whether they're hot or not, mm. whether they're you know beefy or not um you know my my target initially will always be the eyes and 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 if i can't get to it i i create that opportunity mm -hmm. for them to bring me their eyes and then you poke them in the eye. yeah my job yeah. um i worry about lawsuit yeah afterwards of course i mean that's not the the worry you should have when you're fighting right you gotta worry about that kind of stuff but um, unless unless they have like something that's very dangerous, if we're barehanded and it's just me and him, I'm just gonna take him down and choke him, right? Sure. Assuming that I can even do that, if the guy's really young or a wrestler or something, there could be things that I won't be able to do, right? It's just I'm not gonna be able to take down an 18 year old collegiate badass right yeah, yeah i'm gonna get suplexed you know um i'm just being for real because i'm 46 and if he's in shape and young that's a factor yeah you know, it's absolutely. a legitimate factor but i i would still try to like just try to use jujitsu but if it got to a point like at least in that situation like in the situation i'm illustrating where he's younger and stronger and more aggressive I would, I that then that's when I would start punching. Yeah, I would start doing things that I'd start like raising the the well, the, the levels of violence. The levels of violence. Yeah, yes, exactly. I, I would start using the other tools that I have in my because I'm a much better. I think I'm a better striker than I am a, a jujitsu player. Uh, although I'm again older, and there are certain things I can't do anymore. You know, because of injuries, because of age, because of weight, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I would still be like, tight kick to the stomach, punch to the throat, 
you know <laughs> just like really nasty stuff you know like uh kick to the groin you know like i would not i would not be being i would not be playing nice but sure. uh i think one of the things i would do but it would all be like i would only be raising the the danger of the of the technique as as shit gets worse yeah but that's also a, a dangerous game to play right because yeah. by the time i decide okay you know what i'm gonna start punching it might already be too late. Mm -hmm. Dude might have a fucking crowbar. Right. 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 Or he might be on top and beating the shit out of me. Thinking about striking at that point is too late. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's an element of when is, what is more appropriate for the given situation? And then how fair is it to judge someone for maybe misusing, uh, the martial arts or whatever he knows to get out of this situation. It's, it's really, well, it's tricky. I mean, it is it's tricky. very tricky. Yeah. <clears throat> also, and I'm not a lawyer either, you know? Well, so. well, and also nowadays, you know, like me that I post videos of, of what I do, uh -huh. you know, they can easily pull that up and be like, well, look at this guy. Yeah. Look what he does. He knows. And what he's doing. this is yeah. self-defense, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it really, in a situation like that, uh, I, I've been mentored that you don't say a word until mm -hmm. you get a lawyer yeah you know i mean you you do what you have to if you can at that moment i mean we're talking about a lot of different factors and variables <clears throat> what level of violence can i hit can i maintain it will i overdo it i mean uh -huh. there's no way of knowing yeah you just don't say a word when the cops show up you got blood on your hands mm -hmm. but you know in your head or at least your perspective was this was self-defense you don't say a word until you get your lawyer up um, you know, and, and that's what I've been mentored. Like you, you also need to know the rules of, of the towns of the, of the States, you know, yeah. can I carry a knife? Oh, I can carry a knife here in Chicago, but I can't in Berwyn or I can't, you know, in Darien or wherever, yeah. you know, there, or it has to be a certain length, uh, things like that. Um, that's also a part of being a martial artist is yeah. having that type of knowledge, uh, having an understanding of, yeah, man, if, if I end up you know, using my hands to, to unfortunately destroy someone, yeah. you know, was it called for? While at the same time, you know, I think of that, that old, old cliche, uh, better to be judged by 12 than buried by six. Yeah. Cause at the same time I have a family that I need to get home to, but it also, if, you go to to that, jail. if I go to jail, then I'm also away from the family. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I guess it, there's, it, it could be a no win situation. So so let's hope we never have to find out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, um I I think I've said this in the past. I think I'm more of a hobbyist and than actually thinking that one day I'll have to fight. Uh hopefully that never comes to pass cuz I think I'm really soft now. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that, but I don't think so, man. I think I am. You have that look in your eyes still. You you got some fights in you. I I'm sure, but like I think um yeah, and I get angry and stuff, but um Especially, but especially with the way I train now these days, I just yeah. I'm playing. You complain? No, I'm playing. Oh, playing. I'm playing. No, I complain probably too, but <laughs> uh, but I, I I play like I don't even I don't even take it seriously. I mean, I take it seriously because you know it's martial arts and yeah, yeah, it's it's something I've been doing for a long time. You and I both have been, but uh, but especially I, I think part of it is too is because I roll with the kids, and uh, it's just. I'm playing. Yeah, well, I but, just... but, but I think, 
and we talked about this before, mm-hmm. getting to that mastery of being able to just play and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I'm going to butcher this samurai's name, Mishimoto. Oh, Mishimoto, yeah. You know, Mayumaru Musashi, yeah. When you read about him, some of his fights were no longer blade versus blade. Uh-huh. It was wooden stick versus blade. He's an interesting cat. I don't know if you read some of his stuff. I, I have. I, I haven't read. I, and many people recommend this one, The Five Rings. I haven't read that one. There I've, was another one that I read. I, I don't recall the name of it right there's, now. There's there's a one. I got to look it up. I'll look it up and send the it to you. The Lone Samurai, maybe? Maybe it's The I Lone that's Samurai. that's one I read. But there's a, a complete, a more complete book mm. where I don't want if I if If I am doing it justice, because I only read a few pages. I shouldn't say maybe a couple of chapters. But it's... Um, it's it's got the book of firings in it and mm. it's got the philosophy in it mm. but then it's got a background kind of story of who Miyamoto Musashi was and he he was a bit of a bastard <laughs> and i say this with <clears throat> with with admiration yeah because um one of the like he would do all these crazy tricks like one trick that he did was he he told uh, you know, somebody got offended by his presence or something stupid. And he's, you know, and they challenged him to a fight. And he's like, all right, I'll fight you. Meet me at this place at this time. Mm-hmm. I'll see you then. All right. So then, like, and I'm butchering the story. I might be, there's a few stories that are like this. Yeah. And I might be, like, Pretty merging together. them all together. But if if I if I remember that I'm gonna post I'm gonna post a link in the in the description so that people can see for themselves. But if I remember the story correctly, dude shows up late, yeah, like on purpose, one. yeah. And the the guy who was waiting to fight him was so pissed because he was already pissed off at him for whatever reason. Because yeah. this guy on purpose talked shit to him, made him feel stupid, and then like challenging them to his fight at this time right he doesn't show up he's offended yeah. that this guy <laughs> did not respect him to show on time to show up on time so <laughs> yeah. he's even more pissed off so he's fuming mm-hmm. fuming mm-hmm. when this guy shows up finally he shows up and he shows up with a uh an oar <laughs> like you know like a roaring a, a rowing oar yeah and dude's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like ah, eh, you know i'm here to fight you know and dude's like what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you know, so uh, you can you know, use your sword and I'll use this thing. And he's offended by that. Right. He's pissed off at the fact that he's not even using his own sword, that he's using a, a stick, a, an <laughs> oar for a boat. Yeah. So the dude's just losing his mind in, in anger, right? Which is funny because we're talking about anger so much and fear. He loses his mind and then the fight starts and... Uh, Mayumoto does a bunch of stuff that's kind of annoying and funny, mm-hmm. and then eventually just kills him with the stick, yeah. with the oar. Well, well, think about that. I mean, that's brilliant. It's a tactic. He, he got into this guy's head from the very beginning, and yeah. the guy allowed him to get into his head mm-hmm. to the point that it costed him his life. Yep. And that was one of the things that was amazing about that, because like the fight for him wasn't just the battle itself. It was everything that had to do with his opponent. Yeah. From before the fight to up to the point that the dude, I guess, died or whatever, or lost the fight. So, like, everything 
from the moment they make contact, the fight is on. And right. everything is warfare. Well, well, see, see, so to me, that was a form of play. This guy completely played with him, uh -huh. completely played with him to the point of owning him. And the guy just allowed it. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, what's wrong with playing, you know? It, it's okay. And when you're playing with your kids, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that that will allow or, or at least maybe for me like if I'm, I'm playing like when i played in those that scenario you talked about the two guys against one uh -huh. you know I, I had something in mind and i was playing with it uh and it was fun uh -huh. you know getting to that point that hopefully you know in the real life situation maybe i know that that stuff can work i know that i can get away with it maybe i won't have to get to that point maybe i could also just de-escalate the situation yeah uh, which I've done in, in many situations, you know, that I found myself in. Um, truth be told, I mean, I have yet to be in an altercation in the streets. Yeah. And, and the times that I have, and maybe half a dozen times, I say that that I won because the fight didn't end up in a fight. Yeah. It ended up in, uh, hey, you go your way, I go my way. We shake hands. You know, I'm. That's. An, I have. I have the gift of. Of word, mm -hmm. you know, especially yeah, when gab. I need to. <laughs> yeah, especially when yeah. you need to. Yeah, I, I, that's why I say, you know, I couldn't tell you maybe half a half a dozen fights that ended in in a positive way because they didn't end with me using my hands or any other tool mm -hmm. other than, you know, talk than in word. And and living in the neighborhood that that we lived in, like that shit was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're gonna run into people who want to kick your ass. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I, you know, I mentioned before in the podcast. Uh, my mom for for Christmas one year bought me this jacket, and I remember this jacket now a little better now that I'm remembering. It had these fireman um, buckles, hmm. and that was kind of in style at that second hmm. at the time. And it was an all black jacket. But it had gold cuffs. Mm. And then it had a, a gold inside for a detachable hoodie. Mm. And I wore, and so like, you know, you wear the hoodie up or you wear the hoodie down, but you can't miss the gold, right? Right. And the cuffs, like you roll the cuffs back and you see the gold. Yeah. So I'm walking around with a black and gold Yeah. Jacket. Not, not in our neighborhood. Not you in don't. that neighborhood. No. <clears throat> no, 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 no. You don't wear those colors. That, no. Um, but my mom bought it for Christmas. So you had to wear it. I had to wear it. What am I supposed to do? Tell my mom to return this jacket? <laughs> oh, it was a very expensive jacket. Yeah. So I wore that fucking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I wore that jacket until I couldn't wear it anymore. Mm. You know, I think I wore it for maybe one or two seasons. But like one night, you know, and I told the story before, like one night, it got really scary. You know, like, yeah, I've gotten like people chase, not chasing me, but like following me, like talking shit. Yeah. But there was this one night I was coming home from school and I was like, I had come from wrestling or whatever and I'm coming home and it's late. Mm. It's just me and this other dude on the block. Mm. And this dude is on the other end of the block. I'm like one block away from my house. And the dude is coming down 31st street. I'm walking up 31st street and I see that he's like eyeballing me hard from a distance. And I'm like, oh shit. You sense it, you know. Oh, yeah. I know what I'm wearing. I realize, oh, shit, the cuffs. <laughs> like, I rolled out because, you know, for a minute there, you know, I, I didn't get into any trouble at one point. And I thought I was okay. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I'm like, okay, they know that I'm not a banger because I would dress on purpose not to look like a banger, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm walking down the street and this dude 
is lining himself up with me down mm. the block. Mm. So I, you know, I, I move over and he lines himself up again. Mm. And so this keeps happening until we're in, like, in each other's faces. And he's like, you know, you want all the nonsense that they yell, what you be about, what the fuck, this and that, you yeah. know, all that shit that they say, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm nothing. I'm nothing, man. You know? And so like he, he would like, I would step aside and walk, try to walk. He wouldn't let me. Hmm. Dude was older than me too. Hmm. You know? Like a lot older. Like he had to be 20. Hmm. And so then I step on the other side, he, he steps in front of me and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, and I'm man. thinking, I'm getting my ass kicked. And yeah. I said, look, man, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm not... I don't bang, you know, I'm just a regular dude. Just let me go home. And he let me go. Hmm. But I mean, how many times do we have to do that? Right. I mean, I know you did. Yeah. I know all of us did. Yeah. For you know, for me, I think it was a bike, uh, certain shoes. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, all right, talking about fear in that moment, I mean, obviously you did experience some fear because you had no idea what the heck was going to happen. Well, like, you know, the danger with those guys, especially is that they're all packing, right? Right. You know? Yeah, so like, you, yeah you don't know when they're pulling that gun out. Mm-mm, and they're so quick. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're so quick with that stuff. Uh, they, they, they go from zero to, tw- you know, zero to 60 like that. Right. They, you know, there's no fist fight. It's always bang, bang, you know? yeah. yeah. Or at least that's what my thought was, right? Whether it was reality or not, I don't know. No, I think that's a fair assumption. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, you know, they, they don't think of using fists. It, let's pull the gun out and we blast it. It doesn't matter who's around. Yeah. If our target's there, that's who we're aiming at, quote unquote, but yeah. they end up hitting somebody else with the bullets. Every single time. Yeah. Because they're, and it's crazy because I had this explained to me. This is the crazy thing about our our experience, especially back then, hmm. that I don't know if kids are experiencing. And God, God forbid, I hope they're not. But we used to have cops come to the school and tell us and educate us on what gangbangers did hmm. and what they looked like and what their signs were and how they talked and how us, how we should not associate ourselves with them and all that stuff. Like we had to have that conversation. Yeah, we had. I think. I think we may have had that conversation and the conversation about drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Mister Officer Friendly. Yes, Officer Friendly. <laughs> so like we had we had these conversations in school, you know. And I don't know if I don't know if kids are having those conversations these these days because maybe the area we live in we don't have to worry about those particular dangers, you know. Yeah. But are we having any kind of conversations of that nature at all i don't know <clears throat> i mean my kids know because i talk to them about it mm-hmm. that's how my kids are aware of it um i think what they're talking about now is lockdowns like school shootings yeah uh and in having lockdowns and how to prepare for that and what to do you know i mean where we grew up in it was definitely you know a different world um and i i'm sure many people have experienced this in their own way, you know, maybe different cities, <clears throat> but you know, that, that way of growing up, no one should really have to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't regret growing up like that. I think it, it prepared me, you know, to become the person that I am, to be mm-hmm. aware of certain things. Um, you know, and maybe, maybe we do have some PTSD from it. You think so? Well, look at your description of, of going to Cheekies and, it's not it's no your reaction is no longer like let me just check it out yeah. your reaction is like oh shit yeah you know what the heck was that yeah yeah you know i mean that's a 
normal PTSD response. You think so? You think you don't think it's just spazziness? I mean, you could just be a regular dude, be spazzy. I think that. <laughs> I mean, well, I no, know because you you know the neighborhood. You know what those sounds mean. Yeah. You know, maybe. I mean, maybe. Or maybe you're right. Maybe it could be spasming. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe. Who knows? Because uh, I mean, like everybody, you know, we all we all seen the really bad fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here's the thing that I don't get and that I almost forgot and then realized again because mm. people I see people like arguing on, on fucking Facebook mm. you know or I see people like saying stupid shit about whatever you know I'm like why do you fuckers care mm. like what like what kind of topic I don't want to talk about anything in specific because yeah. I don't want to like first of all I don't want to I don't want make people I don't want people to make assumptions that I'm aligning on either side mm-hmm. I am not if anything, I'm more of a lefty than anything. Mm. I'll say that much. But even then, I don't like what the left does sometimes either. <laughs> so I don't like <laughs> claiming allegiance to anything. Yeah. I want to say that I would try to be as neutral as possible. Yeah. I don't know how honest that is. I'll be honest with that. But if I was going to pick a side, it'd be the left. Well, well so, so, I mean. But, but hold on. Like, yeah. what I want to say is this. Regardless of what the side is, I see these people tossing insults at each other, mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. mean things, saying, you know, I see the news doing one thing and trying to do another thing to another person. Yeah. doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. You, I, can make, you can make your assumptions to whatever you want to make it. I yeah, don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. whether, whether it's a left person or a right person or fucking whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter. It's the fact that you're picking a fight and people don't know what a fight is. These people who are picking fights, they don't know what a fight is. Because in a real fucking fight, even the winner comes out beat up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Like in a real street fight, like you might have lost some teeth. Right. You're not gonna have a mouth guard with you. Are you gonna carry your mouth guard everywhere nah, you go? Hold no. up, let me put in my mouth guard. <laughs> right. All right, let's bang. Yeah. No, nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody, no fucking pissed off asshole in the bar is gonna let you put in your mouth guard. Right. Right. Then also, like, you know. You're going to lose teeth. You're going to break your nose. You're going to maybe break an orbital bone. You're going to break your hand. Right. And you could be the guy that won. Right. You know? Right. What happens to the guy that lost? Maybe he broke an orbital bone. Maybe he broke a nose. Maybe he lost a bunch of teeth. Maybe he broke a hand, broke a rib, broke a leg, broke his neck falling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then on top of that, there's still the aftermath of a fight, right? So there's the fight, the violence. And then there's the violence after, right? There's the courts, right. there's the police, there's all these things that people don't fucking think about when they're hurling fucking insults at each other, picking fights. Because that's what you're doing when yeah. you jump on the internet and well, you call people mean things and say yeah. mean things to each other or threaten each other with, with all kinds of stupid shit. You're, you're picking a fight. And when there's a real fight, Nobody leaves the fight unscathed. Mm-hmm. Everybody leaves with some kind of damage. Mm-hmm. And some damage is bearable, right? Like you might get a little scar. It's going to heal up. You're going to be very manly. You got your little <laughs> fucking manly scar. Yeah. Or you're going to break your fucking hand. And now you can't punch the bag anymore. Right. Now it hurts for you to hold the pencil. So it's all about consequences where these keyboard warriors. Yes. You know, that are behind the screen yeah you know yeah they're gonna be brave because there really are no consequences to an actual fight yeah but there are consequences Mm -hmm. 
no matter what the fight is, where the fight takes place, or how anonymous you think you are, there's always consequences. Yeah. You know? I mean, look at the shit that happened with the Capitol. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? And again, I'm not picking sides. You could, you could choose whatever you want. But these guys went there to pick a fight. <laughs> they went there to pick a fight. They yeah. were fighting freedom, for fighting for freedom. Yeah. They went there to pick a fight. And now these, some of these people are in jail. Right, right. There's Fines and uh, jail time. Yes. They're lucky they didn't get hurt. Right. You know? Or worse. Or worse. Yeah. Because what does that do to the people's families? Mm-hmm. Now you have, you have a family without a mom, a family without a dad, or both. Mm-hmm. Because they went, because they were, you know, whatever they were thinking, went to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's happening everywhere. It's yeah. happening with the left, too. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's just like, it's just like you guys know what a fight is. Stop it! Right. It just makes me like stop. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. You're gonna hurt other people. Yeah. You know, it's not a fucking game. Yeah. You know. Well, well. Man, there, there there's this saying that's coming, you know, to my to to mind, but <clears throat> where strong men create comfortable men, and comfortable men create weak men. Yeah. Weak men create strong men. Like it's a cycle, and maybe we're at that stage right now where everybody's so fucking comfortable. Yeah. And was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Both sides. Yeah. Everybody, everybody. They have. I think one of. The, I think I was having this conversation with my wife last night, and uh, it's. It's uh, there are these people who want to be heroes, right? Who want to who want to fight bad guys. They don't know what they, but there's really, we live in a wonderful country. There really isn't a bad guy. Hmm. You know, somebody has made us think that there's bad guys, hmm. you know, hmm. or, you know, whatever. So, but, or, and even if this, you know, even if somebody didn't make us think there's a void of a bad guy, right? There's so you, nobody to fight. So now we're making up fights. We're making so the illusion, up, illusion yeah. of fighting a bad guy fighting a bad guy because you want to be a hero mm. you you want to be a hero join the military yeah you know be a cop yeah go do go do those hard jobs you know that mm. doesn't make any sense to me so so you are you think then people are looking for this illusion because why you I mean what do you why do you think they're doing people that? need people i think we're made to fight mm. i think we we need the fight fight is Fighting, there's there's a need for it. Hmm. We need, uh, and I and I mean that in a lot of different ways, metaphorically, actually, you know. Yeah. Like we need we need the struggle. Uh, and uh, things are too nice. Yeah. We got running water. We got internet. We got we, can, we got Netflix. Oh, I can watch a we're, movie whenever the fuck I want. We're very comfortable. We're very comfortable. I like it. I yeah. like being comfortable. <laughs> I like this life. I don't want to lose any of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have no interest in picking well, fights. And it's funny that we we're touching on this because that's what the Dog Brothers wanted to give people. Mm-hmm. And, and truth be told, in particular, men. Yeah. Give them an opportunity to fight. Yeah. Because if not, that just sits there and it manifests itself into something negative. Yeah. So now here's grown ass men and women coming together and fighting. Yeah. Because they're, like you mentioned, there's a need for that. Yeah. I think I think uh, I think we need purpose, and I'm not the only one who says these kind of things. When you when you don't have, we need a few things. There's a few things 
there's some basic needs, you know, food, water, sex, uh, you know, uh, air, some basic needs, right? Yeah, as, yeah. as living beings. But then there's all these secondary needs that are, I, th I think, pretty evident at this point that they're very important. And I think things like, you know, you need, you need, you need something to struggle for. Hmm. You need like a purpose and you need it to be hard, uh, but you need it to be achievable because if it's, if, if it's something that's uh, unachievable, at least to you, uh, that causes depression, sure. I think causes some kind of, I don't know depression, but causes all kinds of problems, right? It, it's got to be at the very least for you, something that you can achieve. So, well, well I mean, pretty much talking about like the hero's journey yes you know the, the let me go slay the dragon let me go on this grand adventure mm. in essence to find myself to have you know what's the at the top of this pyramid Maslow's pyramid uh -huh. the hierarchy is self-actualization uh -huh. how do i get to that point you know like you said yeah there's challenges but if they are really unachievable challenges then you fail yeah there is no self-actualization no but if yeah. you're setting up you know, goals that are, are, are reachable, uh, even if it's just borderline, like may, may or may not happen, but it's something that can be real. I'm going to strive for that. I'm going to go for that, go on this adventure and, and accomplish myself. Yeah. And yeah, maybe right now it's, it's so easy. It's so comfortable. People, that when you're in your comfort zone, there's no growth. No. Yeah. In order to grow, you got to be out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. And stick fighting, my friend. You know, we'll put your ass <laughs> out of the comfort zone for real. Well, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of things, especially with something as as uh, as as unique as the Dog Brothers, because you could almost say it's a little culty. Forgive yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little culty, uh, but so is jujitsu. I think jujitsu is a little culty. We got uniforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's the dude with the black belt. He's special. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know. So I mean, you know, they, they, we have we, we have our little cults that we're part of. I have no shame in saying so. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think. There's a there's that's the other aspect of that I wanted to bring up is is that we need we need what you're talking about the hero's journey you need the strife and the challenge to achieve that you can actually achieve or or at least get close to maybe with several tries achieve but you know you need some achievable goal but then uh, you also need other people mm -hmm. and that was evident to me before the pandemic. Like I had kind of came across this idea. Actually, I think I, I think I told I don't know if I told talked to you about this before, but there's a book called Tribe. Mm. Yeah, and uh, you know, in the book, there's they they have case studies, I guess, and uh, uh, there one one case that they illustrate is there's there's this um, there's this tribe they. Uh, kill off a bunch of, you know, uh, foreigners or white people, you know, that, you know, or settlers. And, but they took, they took one or two people and assimilated them to the tribe. They mm. took them prisoner and then brought them into the tribe, mm. which was kind of some kind of weird tradition for that particular tribe. So they absorbed these people into the tribe. They became Native Americans, mm. you know, mm. they became part of the tribe. They had wives. They had, they had a wife. They had children. They had a way of life. They were part of the community. Hmm. They partake. They partook in the community 
which was very um, homogeneous. They were very, you know, you know, together. Yeah. Because they, you know, as you probably know, all these, you know, uh, Native American uh, uh, cultures, even even in African cultures, some of these ancient cultures, they they hunt together, right? Mm. They hunt as a group, mm. and uh, that's that's strife, right? There's that's that's a challenge, and then at the end of the challenge, you're the hero who feeds the tribe, right? Right. Um, so there's all these really uh, interesting things that made an impact on these people's lives. So then eventually, in the case study, the settlers or people that were related to the person that got kidnapped, quote unquote, or assimilated into the tribe, they those people came in and say, hey, we'll trade you, you know, one of your tribe's people that we captured for mm -hmm. the person that you captured on our side. Mm -hmm. And they would make the switch and the person would like be like, fuck you guys, I'm going to go back to the Native Americans. Interesting. They would leave the settlers and go back to living the life of uh, tribesmen. So mm. they were like, they were like white Native Americans at one point, or white indigenous peoples. Mm. And it was because that there's that tribe that you need. So there's there's we're social creatures. That's that's another component I think that we need. I was aware of it and I didn't realize how important it was until the pandemic. Yeah, well that's interesting because yeah the pandemic forced us to isolate ourselves <clears throat> from others. I mean, yeah, we have our immediate families, but still that social contact with other human beings mm -hmm. really got taken away from us. Um, you know, but, but so you, when you mentioned tribe and, and that need for, you know, fulfillment to feel like you're involved in something, you know, we go back to the dog brothers, the tribe, we have the tribe. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also reminded of this movie. If you've seen it, the last samurai, the last samurai, it, it, it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They took him prisoner. They, you know, showed him their culture, their way. Uh -huh. He was there long enough to appreciate it. And when he went back, he realized, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to yeah. go back. Yeah. Because their way of life was was something he was missing. Because he was sing he was by himself. Yeah. And then being captured and then assimilated into the tribe gave him a community. Yeah. It gave him something. Something that he was, you know, it gave him peace. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was dealing with, he felt, obviously, the sin of, of having killed the the husband of the woman that he was staying oh, with. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And then he eventually falls in love with that woman. Yeah. It's a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. It this is, is like, it wait is. a minute, you're gonna you you're gonna fall in love with the guy who killed your husband, right? You know, the right. the father of your the the murderer of the father of your child. Well, even the child yeah. started to feel some form of uh, affection and this need to have this man that you're right killed his father yeah. as his own father, as his new father. Yeah, but also part of his penance was to take up the life that he took. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like he left his life. It's it's one of my favorite movies. I mean, I, yeah. Granted, it's Tom Cruise. You know, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I like I like him in some of his movies. Yeah. He's, he's not the greatest actor, but he's entertaining. Yeah. But but this need, you know, that that we all we all experience in one form or another. Um, so I so I, I teach out of the studio, um, Strive. It's called Strive. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and after every class, um, I always end with. 
you know something cool to say uh-huh. you know and, and and sometimes it'll come from what i see within the group within the class when uh-huh. i have them work with each other and uh-huh. you know pair them up and you know and I, I tell them at the end i'm like look um the way you guys communicate here with each other how you're you know you're explaining like hey that weight's too heavy or hey i need more weight or hey let me spot you uh-huh. you know or then they just start chatting about other things while they're working out uh-huh. It's like, you know, take that with you out there. Yeah. You know, yeah, this is a safe place for us to come together, you know, to form that community. Uh, but those those skills that you're developing here or, or that, you know, you're making your own, take it out there um, and share that. Find your support system that you have here out there. Uh-huh. And I always say, no matter what the conversation is, I always say, you know, the most important challenge that you have, the most important obstacle and the most important workout is the need or the way of loving yourself. Uh-huh. And I always say, guys, always remember to love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. Uh-huh. And once you're able to do that, it will be easier to love others. Uh-huh. But you got to start here. Yeah. And, and so when we're talking about this need, what else do we need? I think we need love, man. Yeah. I think, I think life, for me at least, it's about love. Mm. You know, and, you know, Again, going back to the Dog Brothers, um, I had mentioned Top Dog. There's a really great conversation he's having with someone describing the fighting, uh-huh. you know, and and he gets to the point to say that that's my love for my my other my fellow man. He's like, I'm helping him grow, you know, I'm hitting him, but that's me showing him that I love him, <laughs> I appreciate him, and yeah. you know, love comes in many forms. Uh-huh. You know, and, and this world is so shitty that yeah, we need something like that too. It, it's it, I understand what he's saying, and it's it's uh he he's being um he, he's speaking in riddles, but honestly, what he's trying to say is, is like he he's you know the sparring is where this person's learning and and being able to give him a beating and and taking a beating from him is is showing that he cares that he's helping him grow right yeah. he's and he's and this person gets to excel because this person's allowing his body to be used as a training tool for his for not only his betterment but for the betterment of his partner so yeah. and of, of, of the tribe of the general. tribe yeah ultimately because those skills are going to be transferred across the, the group right yeah because then that guy is going to learn something in that sparring and then he's going to spar with someone else and that person's going to get something out of that sparring yeah, you know, and it just grows goes around, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you, you can't do that by yourself. No, you can't do that in a silo. You need someone to tell you. And it's it's funny because I'm not going to give away the the name of the person or what he does, but there's this person. He's in a he's in a position of leadership, mm. right? Uh, and he's got a community that's in charge of. And I wish I could give more details, but I don't want to, you know, point the finger at anybody and, and say that he's doing something wrong because I don't, I really don't know. But from my observation, uh, this person might be in a position where he's he's high enough, and he doesn't have anybody he that actually talks to him on the same footing. Hmm. That he doesn't see that he's making any mistakes. So there's no checks or balances. There's no friends to tell him, hey, dude, you, you sound kind of stupid. Mm. <laughs> you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, because, I mean, um, like I was, like, for example, uh, uh, I was, you know, me and the guys, we were 
talking shit on on this discord channel that we yeah. have you're invited yeah. if you want to join us oh thank you hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking shit to each other and um and uh you know uh somebody you know somebody tells me hey man you know you went too far hmm. and i'm like are you serious you think so hmm. he's like yeah man that was a little that was a little mean <laughs> and i'm like oh i'm sorry you know so i was like hey man you know just know that i wasn't you know i was, I was being you know and it's been it's happened a couple times mm. you know he's like hey man take it easy you know it's just like you went too far like yeah. everybody started talk you know texting me in the group it was like hey man chill the fuck out mm. you know like you know like i understand where you're coming from but you, i think you went a little too far mm. you know so, and, so so having having those friends to those checks and balances like yeah you know, you're thinking, "Hey, I'm funny as shit," and and you are, but maybe but, the other person all of a sudden is like, "Oh yeah, this well, is too much." From my percep perception, I think I'm, I'm just lobbing softballs. Yeah, and these guys think I'm fucking shooting bullets <laughs> or fucking bowling balls. Yeah, you know, balls. like yeah, I'm, I'm shooting cannons, <laughs> and, and, but I don't know, right? Because right. right. uh, you know, because I'm, I'm lobbing these things over, but then like slowly throughout the day, all the guys, every single one of them, text me and say, "Hey, man." I understand where you're at. I understand what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I know you're doing it out of love, but you you, you went too far. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're like the fifth person that told me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, but like that's that's what friends do. Yeah. That's what you. Ha that's why you have friends. Right. 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 And and I, I the person I'm talking about in terms of who this person who's in leadership, I don't think he has a friend. Mm. I think he has. You know, people that work under him, people that obey him. Yes, man. Yeah, but no, no, no guy is gonna be like, "Hey, man, you, you went too fucking far." Yeah, yeah, a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to you guys on the Discord channel, thank you. But uh, but because you need that, right. you need somebody to tell you, "Hey, man, I think I think you went too far." Yeah, you know, because if you don't have a friend that tells you that, then you don't have any friends. If right. you have nobody that tells you, you went too far. You have you don't have anybody that loves you, who cares for you, who worries about. The, the shit that you could be getting yourself into but also you don't have you don't have you don't have a friend you don't have somebody to tell you like hey man you went too far yeah. take it back yeah you know the same like you need a guy like that you also need the same guys to tell you hey you know that was cool <laughs> right know? that was great aha that was funny you know i like that meme you know but like that's you know i, I um that's why i don't get the whole because these guys, they're not gonna like. They're not like the guys on the Facebook, right? They're gonna tell you, "Hey, man." They're gonna come to you in the right way and talk and, to and you, be honest with you, and be honesty, honest, yeah, yeah, and not be mean, right? right? The fucking assholes on Facebook are th throwing insults at each other back <laughs> yeah, and forth, yeah. And I just see these guys, and I'm like, "Oh, come on, man!" Right? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I, I thought you guys are on Facebook. You guys know each other. Aren't you guys friends? Right? And they're not. No, they're not. No, yeah. they're hmm. not because. One is, is being mean, criticizing the other, and the other one's getting offended and, and hurling insults back. But you're right. You, you see a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that, especially on social media. It definitely, people do get carried away with it. Yeah. It's so strange. It is very strange. But it's, it's very reminiscent of the whole, like, uh, like driving in the car experience. Mm. You know, you're driving in the car. The the only thing they really have to identify you with is the license plate. So unless you smash into somebody, you can hurl insults out the window and throw all the middle fingers all you want. Yeah, yeah. 
but meantime, you know, you guys are like, <laughs> you know, threatening to hit each other, but you don't. Right. You know, you just throwing the finger at each other. And that's what we're doing on Facebook. That's a good analogy, actually. Yeah. It's, it's the fucking, it's the highway. It's the highway with the one guy on your bumper, fucking on your ass, <laughs> yeah. trying to make you go faster. <clears throat> right. When you're in the middle lane, it's like, motherfucker, just go around. Right. And then you start slowing down on purpose. Yes, you start slowing down on purpose. <laughs> and you go, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Go around. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> and then he, he speeds up. He comes up to you next to you. And you're like, fuck you. Right. Fuck you. And he's like, no, fuck you. Well, fuck you so, back. So, wait, so, wait, so, so then it, it becomes a situation then where if you're on a traffic jam and you're right next to each other, you're no longer staring at each other. You're no, like, oh, crap. You're just looking straight. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're the two biggest pussies on the <laughs> Right, right. You're and now that you're there wimps. together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny because, you know, again, we're talking about social media and obviously social media knows it all. And I say that, you know, in jest, but... Uh. The, have you seen this video with the two dogs where they're behind a fence and they're barking at each other and then the fence opens up and they stop barking and they're like oh hey, hey. and then the fence closes back up and they start barking at each other again <laughs> that's exactly what it is yes I've seen that meme that's a fantastic <laughs> meme because that's exactly exactly what Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these things are doing yeah it's exact that's exactly it yes because if they saw each other in person, they would never talk to each other like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Keyboard warriors, man. Fuck yeah. I, I, I got friends that, that have dealt with these people, and they'll call them out, and they'll, ch like, the buddies that I know, they all right, well, if you, you know so much, let's meet up. Yeah. They don't. Nah. Oh, hey, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> well, good. Then yeah. Watch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, even, even if it came to that, you still get some people who are, are such wimps. Yeah. That like they'll show up, you get into this fight, and then they'll sue you after they get their mm -hmm. ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. I I, I put up a, a video that I, I saw somewhere else, where it's a guy with long hair, maybe even um, what do you call that um, hairstyle? A mullet. Okay. So so they show this character <clears throat> walking down a hall, right? And it says on the bottom, 1970s. Uh -huh. And he hits the corner of a door. And just, he hits it, and he just keeps walking. Like, no big deal. They show 1980s. Uh, the guy hits the corner, and he just looks at him. Maybe says some shit. Keeps walking by. Um, and then the other guy, I think the 1990s guy, hits it, ends up complaining a little bit, keeps walking. Uh -huh. But the 2000 guy hits it, he falls on the ground, pulls out his camera, makes a face, takes like that, oh shit, I got hurt selfie, <laughs> and posts it on, on the internet. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to me, that, that kind of just is a great demonstration of where we've come yeah. and where we are now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, if, uh, you know, I, I think we, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like where we live. I like yeah. I like the time we live in, in terms of like look at all the cool stuff we have. Yeah. Right? I have this fucking phone from the future. Right. You know, like right. the shit they used to watch on Star Trek is now in my fucking hand. Mm. The only thing that's missing is me being able to teleport to a spaceship. Sure. Or the you flying know? cars that it, we flying promised. cars. Yes. Yes. We, we. You know, like we have all this amazing shit. Well, but but Edgar, if if we didn't have this shit. Yeah. we wouldn't be missing it where are the kids playing outside you know kick yeah. the can or kickball or tag or you know growing up in the neighborhood that's all we had yeah and i loved it i enjoyed it granted you know uh, outside of everything else but being able to to be outside right the bikes i mean 
I think these kids don't know any better. They're not going to miss it because they never experienced it. Yeah. Had we not come to us in this point in time with all this technology, I wouldn't have missed it if I didn't know it existed. Well, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I was an artist, right? Like, I got to draw because, I, you know, if, if I had an iPad that can let me watch every cartoon I could walk, think <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. I would be doing that versus drawing, yeah. right? You know? But back then, like, you had to wait till 3 o'clock in the afternoon to start watching the, the cartoons, cool cartoons. Or Saturday morning. Or Saturday morning. And then it was just Saturday morning or yeah. just that afternoon. Right. And that afternoon block after school was like, it started like at 2.30 or something and ended at about 4, 4.30. Yeah. And You're that was absolutely it. That, right. That was all the cartoons you could get to watch. Yeah, so and, and I think we had a few channels, you know, yeah. a couple of channels. Channel and nine. nine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I <laughs> thought it as you said it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then, like, you know, now, like, kids get to watch whenever they want. Whatever, whenever. Yeah. Yeah, technology's a double-edged sword, man. Yeah. Hmm. But, like, uh, but there are aspects of, of living in the neighborhood, right, that I miss. I don't miss, you know, the gunshots. Right. I don't miss the, the gangbangers. You know, the 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 possibility of getting assaulted on a daily basis was not <laughs> yeah. my favorite thing. No, well, <laughs> um, although it never really happened, I'll be honest. I don't yeah. think I ever got beat up. Although I had plenty of friends who did, but they were also kind of like dumb. You know, like some of the things that they, you know. But anyway, like I mean, we all got those friends. Sure. But you know, I never got actually jumped you know uh i've seen plenty of stupid shit happen like yeah. I, one of my favorite uh stories i like to tell is like <laughs> i like to think i'm i'm smart right like i you know because i you know you know i've taken self-defense and martial arts all, my whole life yeah so you know i'm in high school i'm on the bus and i strategically place myself on the bus so that i can be in a place where i can get off the bus but be safe at the same time. Sure. So it's not all the way in the back. It's in the it's, middle. It's like in the middle, like in front of this, where the, the door is, right? I'm thinking I'm smart. Like not too far. Like like if I had to, the, the door is right in front of me. I just bolt, yeah. right? And yeah. I always try to get that area. And so I was sitting in this spot. I wasn't super close to the door, but I'm, I'm close, right? Close enough where I'm thinking I'm smart. I'm being aware of my surroundings. Um, I'm looking out the window, doing whatever. All of a sudden, I turn around. There's a fight. There's a fight oh, going man. on. And I'm like, when, when did this fucking happen? In the bus? I, on the bus. Jeez. On the bus. It Jeez. was like, you know, like right in front of one of the high schools we used to go to, Curie High School. Or yeah. not. I didn't go there, but, you know, it was one of the schools I passed by. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, where did this, you know, like, <laughs> the fuck is How and when, yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't even <clears throat> see this coming, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's this giant dude, like, mm. giant dude, like, beating on people, right? Mm. And uh, I don't even know who else is involved. I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, fuck, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, there's my safety, uh, my, my way out, my safe way out. I can't access it because the fight is happening right in front of the door. Oh, man. Right in front of the door. And I'm like, I'm trapped in here. Yeah, the escape plan did not go. No, it was completely useless. Yeah. Completely. I'm like, fuck, I'm stuck in oh, here. And, and I don't know what's going to happen with this fight. And it's just getting bigger and bigger and crazier, right? And then somebody sprays pepper spray. Oh. 
right? Inside the bus? Inside the bus, right? Oh. So then they spray the pepper spray, and there's no place for the pepper spray to go. Oh, man. Everybody in there was coughing and sneezing. I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, I couldn't stop sneezing yeah. and coughing because it was like, it was killing me. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I was like, like, like I, it got in my nose a little bit. And I'm like, oh, oh. And I snuck and I sneezed, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, cool. Somebody sprayed these guys, right? And so these guys, they break up, like they break up, right? And so they stop fighting. Hmm. And, uh, but, it, you know, then everybody on the bus is incapacitated <laughs> because they got, there was pepper spray in the bus with nowhere for the air to go. Yeah. So then um, I ended up, the, the bus driver pulled over because this happened. It, it happened on the bus. The bus, it was one of those like uh, slinky buses. Right. The long ones. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so this fight was happening somewhere in the slinky area and <laughs> in the in the in the in front of the back door. Oh. And so this shit's happening and everybody's maced. The you know, dudes are on the floor. <laughs> uh the guy who's driving decides he wants to pull over. He eventually pulls over like over by 47th Street, right? Because okay. this happened like on Archer. Yeah. It started on Archer. And then we go down Pulaski and we get to 47th and he pulls over. Oh. And I'm thinking, here comes the cops. Here comes all this shit that's going to about to happen. Right. So then finally I can access the door and I jump out. And then <laughs> I, I walked from 47th all the way home from there. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, it, was, it was a long walk. I, I, I don't know why I, I thought of this guy. You, you know, uh, oh, Francisco Pancho. Oh, yes, I know his, Pancho. His, cousin, his yeah. cousin, Cookie. Oh, Cookie. Ha, have, you, have you met Cookie? Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Cookie. Oh, Cookie's been texting me for the longest. He sends me stupid videos every now and then. Right? Like, ah, that's funny, Cookie. Thank so you, so you kind of reminded me of his story because he got into a fight on the bus. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, he got, ended up getting stabbed and stuff. Like, he ended up in the hospital. Uh, and, and the reason you reminded me of it because when you mentioned the big guy just kind of you yeah. know destroying people, I mean that's what he did. And so he, I mean, he got stabbed, but he, he kind of took care of business. Mm. And I just thought maybe that would have been uh, that would have been the same situation on the same bus you were on. Maybe it was Cookie. I don't know because there was a giant guy. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't think I knew Cookie back then. Yeah, see, I don't know maybe because he he I think he went to Curie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was Cookie. That would be funny, dude. That'd be funny if it was Cookie fighting all those dudes in the car, in, in the car, in the in the in bus. The bus, and you were there, and so, I was. I just happened to be there. But people, I don't. I didn't see anybody get stabbed. I yeah. just smelled the pepper spray. Yeah. But I was panicking because I was trying to get off the bus, but I couldn't get off the bus because you know, the fight was happening right in front of the doors. And I'm and like, and that's when I stopped. Give stop thinking about where to sit. Hmm. You know, because you like, you realize you may have the plan, but if the plan may not go, as, as might as well sit wherever. It doesn't matter. You're gonna get shot. You're gonna get stabbed. Oh, anything. The other thing, the other reason I think about that too is because, um, you know, Halloween. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Some bus. Not no fight. Just Halloween. This time uh, I was going to the school downtown, and so I was taking. I was getting off at uh, off the train on Pulaski, the hmm. other direction, hmm. right north yeah. of Little Village, and then coming into Little Village. Um, and so southbound, right? And so I'm coming home and as, as the bus is turning onto 31st street to hit the terminal there, yeah. uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting by the window, right? And I'm on the other side. Like I'm not in front of the window. I'm on the other window on the other side. Right. Okay. Okay. And so there's nobody on the bus, you know, it's just me and, you know, 
few people. It was mm. a little late, I guess. Mm. But it's, you know, Halloween and mm. people are assholes, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, kids <laughs> are throwing eggs and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And so the bus was getting fucking, fucking omeletted. Right? Oh, I can picture that. So, like, you know, but I'm thinking, I'm okay. You know, like, you know, they're going to hit the bus, but I'm away from the window that's closest to the sidewalk. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it doesn't matter because the windows are closed, right? I'm sitting there and I see, I see this in slow motion, this asshole, he throws an egg, right? Like he was like, like, I didn't even see it coming because there was like no eggs being thrown at the time. Yeah. Um, and this dude throws an egg and I'm looking and the fucking egg hits like the top window, the window that, that, that folds down the little window. Yeah. It was just open, just a crack. Oh man. And I didn't realize it was open. <laughs> oh. It hit that and went and splattered and then splattered me on oh, the other side no. of the fucking bus oh man i was just like it doesn't matter where the fuck i'm gonna sit on this motherfucker shit's gonna happen it's to gonna me. happen yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's i that, there's a metaphor there man in life right there to be honest i mean you can plan for the unexpected and shit will still happen you're still gonna get egg on your shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great oh dude it fucking sucked man oh. I, I wonder if it was that stupid jacket that would get me in trouble oh that jacket dude <laughs> so so you you said you wore it for two seasons what what happened to it you just uh, grew I, it or i think I, I either i grew it or i i think it just got really dirty and i was able to like retire it yeah yeah like because it, i mean it was dangerous like, well yeah the colors can... yeah the colors got me got <clears throat> got me observed i guess at the yeah. very least so I didn't like it, and uh, eventually I was able to get rid of it. Or maybe I told my mom, and you know, it was like, I can't wear this jacket. You know? mm. I don't know. I can't remember. So so do you remember the starter jackets? Yeah. Um, so I had one in high school, a Bears one, a Chicago Bears. Uh-huh. I still have it. You still have and it? And I'll wear it on occasion. It oh. fits perfectly. Wow. And it's in great condition. Oh, that's a wonderful story. Yeah, yeah. I thought I you were going to tell me some sad story. No, man, no, no. no. took it from me. I, I, I've had to fight for that jacket because the wife's like, well, why do you still have it? I'm like, I have it because, you know, I've had it since high school. Yeah. I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those that, that just kind of outlasted it it's i guess it's longevity it's on longevity you should sell it man it's probably worth a lot of money it's in great condition i don't know maybe i'll look into it maybe you could work, maybe you could sell it for a few thousand you think so oh man there are people who will pay okay. anything these yeah. days for shit dude i mean that that's like in the 90s is that when that jacket came out like early 90s yeah i remember the styles when but, people used to wear the hats with yeah, the, yeah all the yeah. labels and stuff <laughs> again dude different big. times man yeah you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I think I'm I'm happy to have made it this far, and I hope to continue, you know, on this journey called life. Uh-huh. Uh And just to kind of see what other changes come. I mean, the biggest changes of all, like this last couple of years with this whole pandemic, I never in my life would have thought I would have lived through something like that. Yeah. You know, and I tell my kids, I'm like, hey man, you're a part of history. Yeah. Remember this, because this is going to be in the books. Yeah. How nuts is that? That is crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Like all this shit that we lived in this last few years. Yeah. It's all going to be history. And like, what's next, man? Like legit aliens? <laughs> like what, <laughs> what's coming up, dude? We're already in the matrix, man. We're yes. plugged in to these phones. Oh, absolutely. Kids are born with phones in their hands. I oh. see it with the home visits I do. Yeah. Two-year-olds already scrolling, knowing what to look for. Like you don't even talk yet. Yeah. But you can find YouTube and find um, Coco Melon or whatever. I'm oh, like, Jesus Christ. This is insane. See, I don't know how I feel about that. It's just like... Well, you know what, dude? It's an evolution. This is yeah. part of their evolution. 
Yeah. You know, we weren't born with this technology, but they are. They will not understand what it was like to stare at a green computer, the green screen, yeah. playing Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. They will know what it's like to, have, to, to, to go to the mix shop. Yeah, <laughs> right. Remember the mix shop? Yeah, bro? yeah, I do. Oh, dude, I, I used to love going to uh, Hot Jams. Hot Jams. Was, that, was that one at Fort City or an Archer? Hot Jams was the one on Archer. Yeah. Right across the street from uh, Curie High School. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. And there was another, there used to be another smaller mix shop, and they just sold mixes. Mm. And it was at uh, just a little bit past Pachowski Park. Mm. like like you go you, you know where um home run in is yeah on 31st street just yeah. a little further yeah i'm picturing it yeah there, there was like a little weird little storefront and that storefront was was a mix shop for a few years that's crazy but then like it's funny because it it, it came towards the end of the era of being able to get mixtapes because hmm. then shit like napster came up hmm. all these like uh shareware yeah and then when this when that started happening and then the whole licensing for music and copyright and all that stuff started happening yeah and people couldn't mix anymore you couldn't sell mixtapes because of that because of that i didn't know that interesting yeah that prohibited mixtapes that huh. killed the the mix shop industry hmm hmm Everything it evolves, man. Everything yeah. changes. Everything dies. But here's here's the wonderful thing because like for a long time, I couldn't find mixes. Mm. You know, I don't know if you starve for mixes, but I missed the days where I could find a freestyle. I knew you were gonna say you were mix, always into freestyle. Yeah, freestyle or a house mix or even a techno mix or yeah. something. Yeah, something from the old days, right? Uh, and there, I used to like every now and then come across a website. And uh, I would download some of these mixtapes for free, hmm. you know, but, or you can go to, uh, there's some Facebook channels too that sell these mixtapes. Oh, they'll sell cool. it to you on a, on a USB drive. <laughs> you know, they'll give you like 400 mixes. On so no more tapes, huh? No more tapes. <laughs> USB drives. Jeez. You can forego all of that. You don't have to worry about all that shit. You can go to SoundCloud. Hmm. It's actually the, the hosting site where I put the podcast on. Hmm soundcloud has djs galore interesting and there's nothing but mixes on there you can find a reggaeton mix like a modern one yeah not like something from way back no you can find like a 2022 reggaeton mix and it's pretty good yeah there's some there's a lot of shit just like there wasn't back in the day you buy a tape you don't know what it's like and then you get home and it's like this is shit right you know? it's hit or miss yeah it's hit or miss but you pay ten dollars at that point right now you could just Go for ahead free. and listen for free. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's all oh, mixes galore, bro. Mm. Mixes galore. House mixes, freestyle mixes, mixes from, you know, yesterday, mixes from, you know, 20 years ago, all of it. It's all there. It's all there. You just got to mm. know how to find it. Yeah. But like I just put in DJ mixes, boom, found it. Mm. You know, and I find all kinds of shit. If I want a reggaeton mix, I just put in reggaeton, bang. And it comes out. Comes well, right again, up. technology, man. Yeah, you know, or or <laughs> I remember, and I saw this recently too on social media, where how do we learn the lyrics of a song? Is that we play the tape, pause it, write it on a notepad, <laughs> play the tape, pause it, yeah. keep writing it until you have the lyrics, and now you're singing along with it. Yeah. Whereas now you can download the lyrics easily. Yeah. 
Or like you would have to buy the tape, right? You would buy the tape and the tape, you unfold the, the, the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, the cover too. And all right. the lyrics on there for everything, but oh, you would have to buy the tape. Right. It's either that or you record it on your boombox, right? You, yeah. And you do what you're saying, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But That's I used cool. to record, like, there used to be, remember, like for our listeners, there used to be a, a local radio station in Little Village, and they played underground music. Hmm. I'm sure you remember CYC. Oh, uh, the Boys and Girls Club. The Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. yeah. It used to be CYC and then became uh, Radio Arte and they relocated to, they, they relocated the, 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 the radio station to an area in Pilsen. Hmm. But like for a long time, it was right there in Little Village. Yeah. And it was the Richland and like 28th or something. Something like that, yeah. I wonder, is that Boys and Girls Club still there, you think? I have no idea. I'm going to drive by there and check it out just yeah. to make sure, just to see. But it was like, um, but yeah, like, you know, some of the best DJs came out of there. Yeah. Like DJ Rock and Romo. Right. Yeah. That's or right. Gino, Gino, Gino Rock, Rock and Romo. Romo. Yeah. Gino Rock and Romo, I think, is a fucking dentist now. Really? I think so. I think hmm. he's one of those, one of those like more popular DJs from back in the day. He became a dentist because he was a kid. Right. When he was when DJing. He was DJing. Gino, I, and I think that's the, the guy. Uh, I got a chance to hang out with his brothers. And I think his sister uh, was a dance choreographer oh. for Quinceañeras. Wow. And I got to meet her and uh, because they had hired her for a quinceañera that I was participating in. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but yeah, this guy's brothers, um, they were dating friends of mine. Uh -huh. You know, uh, in fact, they were dating Pancho's cousins. <laughs> Uh, that's how I, that's how I got to that's how I got to meet these guys and we played football on the street and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. God, that's such Pancho's a long time ago. Yeah, that's so messed up. Yeah. Oh man, good yeah. times, dude. Seriously. Yeah, but, but see, but but again, this is what I'm talking about. We have these type of memories. Yeah, our childhood. Yeah, you know, good, bad. It is what it is. But our kids, what's their memories going to be like? And then if we keep on this progression with technology what's their kids or their kids kids gonna be like yeah it's gonna be it's it's like are you familiar with the movie wally yes and how they get to a point where they're no longer yeah they're sitting on chairs yeah they're not doing anything for themselves mm -mm. or even that movie i don't know if you've seen this one with bruce willis where they're interacting through androids yes yes, yes. yeah that was a very i thought thought-provoking mm -hmm. movie like that it's a possible future. Yeah. People laying in their little, you know, what was it like a tanning bed, uh, tanning bed, uh -huh. controlling this Android that was a younger self, uh -huh. you know, of, of who they were. Um, and not really being yeah. a part of community anymore. Yeah. yeah. It becomes so different. It's, uh, that is, that is my biggest worry. And one of the, one of the things that try to, one of the key components that I worry about in terms of like how I raise my children. Hmm. I want to make sure that they have community because we had community. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure. You know, like, because I mean, back in the day you walk outside, whoever is on the block, that's your play friend. That's your friend. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do your kids have friends in this neighborhood? No, there's no mine, kids. Mine do not either. Yeah. There's no kids on this block. Hmm. I mean, there's a couple of kids across the street, but yeah. they're a little older. So mm. there's no, there's kids. no, they can't relate. No. Hmm. No, there's no kids on this block that these my kids can play with. So getting them to play with other kids is an actual activity that we have to partake in 
as parents. Yeah. Like yeah. we have to go out and make sure that we 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 become friends with other parents that have kids with that are about the same age as our kids so that we can create our community and come together. And thankfully, like one of the ways I was able to do that was through jujitsu. Mm. You know, I was, you know, through jujitsu and the, the gym that used to be here, the UFC gym, which I'll tell you more offline about. Um, I'm sure you got stories we can trade. Yeah. <clears throat> but like the UFC gym that used to be here, they had a jujitsu uh, gym. I was able to, you know, leave my old gym and and be close at home 15 minutes away which is excellent which is fantastic yeah to a jujitsu community and like the all these guys because we're in the burbs we're all at about the same age we all got kids about the same age everything it just like it was like every dude in there had kids my Hmm. kids age Hmm. And, and like we hang out with these guys all the time but I remember last time you were saying that, like on the weekends, yeah. you know, you'd all hang out and, and train and, and, you know, bullshit and whatnot. And yeah. it was something like a great community. It was, man. Like uh, Larry, one of the guys that, that I hang out with still today, even after the gym is gone, um, you know, he would come down and some of the other guys would come down with their kids and we would hang out on the weekend and we would all train with each other because mm. they would see me there with my kids yeah. and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just hanging around whacking my kids with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come? It's like, yeah, I want to whack my kids with sticks too. <laughs> come on, I got more sticks. <laughs> Let's whack our kids. You know? So like, yeah, like, you know, we would all there, you know, uh, teach our kids how to beat the shit out of each other. But it was like, you know, play, you know, like, yeah. you know, everybody get a stick or sort of like a foam, uh, uh, nerf sword yeah i bought like a bunch of these that's like cool. nerf swords they were like 10 bucks each mm. i bought like five of them you know uh at first i just bought two because it was just my my two kids yeah and then more kids were coming and then they would like want to take theirs so i was like i'll just get more you know fuck it you good know, like, investment yeah. yeah so i just get two more three more whatever and then the other guys got the same idea they bought their own and we would all show up and then next thing you know that kid had his kids that had that sword, and that kid had that other sword, and nobody cared. Yeah, and everybody was slicing each other into pieces. Yeah, you know, and but it was it was like like I don't know if you guys realize what you're doing, but you're practicing kali. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, you develop the community of violence, yes. a little tribe. Yeah, I like that. But I, like I mean, you know, we still hang out. Like some of these people still hang out with us today, and but like uh, some of it is it's natural. Like, I mean, like, like the guy I mentioned, Larry, like he's a real friend, yeah. you know? And like, he's, you know, I didn't have to try it with him, you know? And it wasn't forced. It was no, natural. Like it was natural, you know? Mm. And that's like, you know, I'll call him or he'll call me. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. And we get together, you know? Um, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes, you know, guys are you know busy. They have you know life gets in the way you know lots of lots of stuff gets in the way so that's you know that's understandable but you know the guys that i'm hanging it with right now they make a genuine effort to come and hang out and uh and but it's effort yeah i mean it's effort on everybody's part sure because i mean we all have families we all have kids you know but we do it we do it for each other but we also do it i believe for the kids as well you know and you know what and the kids need that man for sure they need that because if 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 you weren't doing that, if you guys were not making that effort, where would they be other than tablets and and phones and whatnot? Yeah, 
you know. They need that because uh, they don't have what we had. Yeah. You just go outside and play. Right. You know, or you could ride your bike safely. I think the kids can probably ride their bike in this neighborhood safely. Would you let them? I would sit out there with them. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. And maybe because of our experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I would, you know, I'll, what I do, and I got this out of a book. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's the greatest book, but it was um, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, I think is the name of the book. And, it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's got some crazy advice. One of the advice, one of the pieces of advice that I don't like is, it's like, like, uh, if something horrible happens to your daughter, for example, rape. It's your job as a father to go and beat the shit out of that guy to show your value to your daughter, uh, you know, so that your daughter knows that she's valued. You know, that's the sacrifice you should make. Hmm. I'm like, fuck, I might just do that anyway. Right. Because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> but is that really the thing we should be doing? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Granted, Yes. Your daughter needs to realize that she's valued and that you're going to protect her. But putting yourself in jail, probably not the best solution in this particular case. Right. There are other ways to kind of show that to her, that you love her and that you, that you value her. Well, so I'm, I'm interested. Like the book just throws that out there. Like this is what you need to do. It gives some kind of... Uh, if I remember correctly, I have the book someplace, but um, I got to read it again because yeah. I, I might not be doing it justice. But from what I remember, that was one of the pieces of advice. Interesting. And I was like, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know what jail's like. <laughs> I mean, I've never been, but I've seen movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, <sighs> but like one of the advices that I did like, and the reason I bring up the book is, um, you want to keep an eye on your daughter. But you also want them to see you keeping an eye on your daughter. Yeah. So like when she goes out, some you know, with some guy, you know, some you know, young man comes to the house, picks up your daughter, teenage daughter. Yeah. You wanna make sure you meet the kid. Mm -hmm. You wanna make sure you're and and he's one of the advices that I liked was uh she gave a story and the story was this particular dad uh was always working in the garage. Hmm. When she left until she came home, you know, mm. um, given the time of day or whatever that he, whether he could or not. Yeah. So like if she left, you know, at three o'clock and came back at five, he was out there tinkering in the car, mm -hmm. you know, doing something. It was all bullshit. Right. You know, he <laughs> was looking for shit to do in the garage yeah. because he was waiting for his daughter, mm. you know, but he did it. And at least from the stories that were given, because I think it's a collection of stories. Um, it was like, he did it so that the dude knew he was there, hmm. you know, yeah. and that he was going to be waiting for her. And that if he was late or something, that there was going to be hell to pay. Sure. You know, sure. That there was somebody watching for her. Right. And uh, it did something for the daughter, you know, obviously, but it also um, displayed that there's security, right. For the daughter to yeah. the other, to the, to the boy. Right. So the boy understood, yeah, there's consequences if you mess up. Yeah, you can't, this guy is serious. So, so I did something similar. Um, my daughter went to a homecoming dance mm. um, with this kid. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, 
I volunteered to be the chauffeur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, so I even dressed the part, man. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I dressed up. I got this black hat. Uh-huh. I opened the door for them. Uh-huh. You know, uh, before the homecoming, they went to go eat sushi. I waited in the parking lot. I grabbed sushi for myself because they didn't. You know, it would be too much if I didn't give them a little bit of privacy. Yeah. You know, it'd be kind of weird, and and <laughs> I wanted them to enjoy the moment. Yes. You know, and and and, and experience that. So I got sushi. I sat in the car and ate in the car and. When they were ready, you know, they let me know, and then I'd go and, and escort them to the vehicle, uh-huh. took them to the homecoming, made sure they went in. I left, you know, they were there for me about a couple hours. I came back, picked them up, yeah, you know, but I was involved, yeah, and and I needed to do that as a dad, and like you said, show them that you know I am curious and interested in what they're doing and your presence, yeah, 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 absolutely, man. That's that's key. I have two daughters and, and a son. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, as as a father, it's up to us to raise them, to feel valued, yeah, uh, to feel some in, in, independence, but I think most of all to trust us. Yeah. You know, if there's something you need to talk about or this boy is hurting you or whatever, yeah, let me know. Papi will take care of it. <laughs> Papi will break every fucking bone <laughs> in his body with my stick. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> Bobby's got a hundred sticks and a few knives. So yeah, because I'm, I'm, you know, she's at that age right now, mm. fourteen, you know, freshman in high school, um, interested in in boys, and boys are interested in her, yeah. and you know, she's young for this kind of stuff. But that's why I feel more than ever to be present, you know, and and she has she has guy friends, mm. uh, you know, and and whatnot, but. You know, these are these are our kids that that know us. Mm-hmm. That you know, they've been to the house. We've been to their house. We know their parents. It's like you know, we want to make sure that everybody is smart. Yeah. And that everybody's involved. Yes. You know, I and, like it. Yeah, you you have to, man. You have to be involved, and, and and like I said, yeah, give them some independence. You teach them as much as you can, uh-huh. and hope that they make the right decision. You know, when the time comes, but in the end, that will be up to them. Did you ever see, um, I don't know what movie it's from. I think it's 50 Cent. He's sitting in a room with all these other dudes. Oh, yeah, in the garage or something? Yeah, and then like like they bring, like the boyfriend comes in with the, you know, and he like introduces them to the crew. Yeah. And I, I don't even know that. what they're doing. Like, I don't know what they're involved in. I think they're doing music. I don't even know. Uh, well, I, I, I don't, don't know what they were, they were doing. I think they were planning a heist or something. Like they legit were planning yeah. a heist. Yeah, because it was a movie, right? Like yeah. I don't know what it was coming from. Yeah. But... Do put some fear in them, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that's. So, that's, so I think I think that's important. You know. Yeah. Not just fear, but respect. You know, if you ever need me <laughs> to be part of a group of that of dudes like that, like I love you just it. want me to show up at, and hang out in your garage. Yeah. I, I can be it. one of the dudes with the belts, you know, training jujitsu and stuff. <laughs> all the other jujitsu guys. Yes. And this dude, this young man comes with your daughter and you'd be like, hey, let me show you, let me introduce you to my friends. I love that. That is you, great. I can be one of the, one of the, one of the extras in that, in that stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. And same, same for you. I'll show up with some sticks and, yeah. you know, I'll be practicing hitting a, a, a something. <laughs> but yeah, because I know like right now it's innocent. Yeah. You know, but when these boys start driving, and you know 16 18 whatever uh and now they're literally dating and going somewhere it's yeah. scary you 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 want them to be prepared for this yeah cuz i mean we we all know what we were like yeah yeah but yeah no i mean we we were all little buttheads at one point right before yeah. we re- figure out you know how to 
treat people and stuff like that. Sure. And sure. now we have daughters. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, but we can take away from our own experiences and be like, well, yeah, yeah I, I, I know boys because I was boys, yeah, you know. And boys are assholes. Yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> Stay away from boys. <laughs> so, so, and it's funny because I'll, I'll teach my daughter, you know, that if a boy's walking with you, he should be on the outside of, of the yeah. street. And, uh, and she's got a friend, you know, who, who sometimes they walk together mm-hmm. and she told him this and, and this kid's doing it mm-hmm. because she taught, she taught him to do it. Yeah. You know, or I'll even mess around with, with my girls and, oh, I, you know, I'll open a door for them and, uh, for the car and I'll mess around. I'm like, if he doesn't open a door for you, he's not the one, yeah. you know? So, so just to kind of plant that seed that, you know, they should look for a gentleman. They mm-hmm. should be aware that this is a thing that the guy should be, um, respectful respectful and and open doors for you and and yeah treat you with respect but like the other thing too is is she's got a good dad right so Mm -hmm. she's got you yeah she's gonna she's gonna unknowingly look for a guy like you so so long Mm -hmm. as you're a good man and you are i appreciate that thank you yeah i'm just making sure that everybody knows (laughs) yeah you know because of my listeners you know yeah uh but just you know like yeah the you know if you're gonna if you want them to find someone that's going to be good to them, you have to be the example for that. And, and you know what? That's a hundred percent truth, man. Mm-hmm. Just because we're, we're the first male presence in their lives, you know, and, and we're the ones that start setting that bar of what they should look for. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, man, I mean, I try. Yeah. I think, you know, we all do. We, yeah. we try, we do our best to be good dads and, and yeah, man, um, that's a big challenge to set the example because we're not perfect. No, you know we make our mistakes, and, and that's a part of growth too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hopefully they do see this standard that we're setting already in front of them, and they find the right guy eventually. Did you ever see that movie, uh, A Bronx Tale? Yes, a long time ago, but uh, I did see it. Dude, that movie is one of my favorite movies, mm. and uh, it's been making the rounds on social media because mm. uh, what's his name? Cal Palminteri, I can't remember his name, but um, Palminteri, yeah, uh, is is kind of like one of the lead characters in the story. But the real protagonist in the story is the character they call C, hmm. right? And Palminteri's character grabs the kid, he grabs C, and he's like, he's like, you know, you're gonna have three great ones in your life. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. V- vaguely, but I, yeah. He's like you. You know, in your life as a man, you're gonna have three great women in your life. The mm-hmm. three greatest loves of your life. There's mm-hmm. gonna be girls that come and go, but there's gonna be three women that are gonna be the love of your lives or, or the the ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, how do you know? This is like, this is how you know. Like, you open the door for her. You let her get in, and then you close the door, and then yeah. you walk around. And if she doesn't lean over and pop the door open open for you so that you can open the door and she unlocks the door so that you can open the door and get in, she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you don't need her. She's a F and this and she's crazy. No. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? What if you know, what about all this beautiful stuff you were telling me about love and all this stuff? If she doesn't open that fucking door, she's a, 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 a self-centered bitch or selfish bitch, and you better drop her right there. I was like, damn, dude. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, 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 but that's good because that sets the standards for, for the boy. Yeah. 
Well, also like, yeah, like there's there's a lot of lessons there, but you made me think about that kind of stuff because you were yeah. talking about how she should, what she like should the, look the for. etiquette. Yes. You know, of a but gentleman. We, we don't have it anymore because we got power door locks. Right. Right. So what is, how is, how, what can a boy do now to see whether one, she might be the one? Like how, how is he going to know that she might be one of the three great ones? You're right. You she, I mean, according to that philosophy, there's no way of knowing. Yeah. Because yeah, you unlock the door, you yeah. open the door for her, she goes in, yeah. you already unlock the door for yourself. Yeah. Like she's got a, how is she going to unlock the door for you? It'd be stupid. You didn't unlock the door. You got the fucking thing. You, know, <laughs> just, you know, unlock it with your remote. Right. You know, it'd be stupid. Right. But I remember doing that. Like, and uh, it's kind of like, a, honestly, if you think about it, it's kind of like a, what they call a, it's a, it's a bullshit trick, right? It's honestly, yeah, honestly, let's yeah. think about it. Because, I mean, you know, the girl could be getting in the car and just not be thinking. She could be very a very considerate person. She just not be maybe thinking. Right. Because the, the, the point that the palmetary character says is that she's selfish if she doesn't open the door for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You open the door, you treat her like a queen, and you let her get in. And then she doesn't open the door for you. She has no respect for you. Yeah. She's self-centered. Well, but yeah, but it's like you said, it's a metaphor too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a car. It doesn't have to be a door. It could be something else. Mm. You know, you treat her with respect. She should also treat you with respect. Yeah. 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 So yeah, in the end of the, in the end of the day, right, there's got to be some kind of mutual respect. You show her respect. It starts with you. Yeah. The man. Yeah. You show her respect and you let her get in the car and you treat her right. And then she is supposed to give you something in return, right? Show you the mutual respect. Yeah. So that, I think, is the point of the whole car door thing. And it's funny because I actually remember dating a girl at one point. And, you know, in my head, I, uh, I had that playing in my mind. I open the door. She comes in. She sits down. She closes the door. And I get to the other side. She didn't open the door for me. Hmm. So I sit down. Needless to say, I didn't end up with this girl. Right. But that also didn't help. Right. Sure. So like I sit in the car and I, and I turn on the car and I said to myself, ah, leave it alone. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She, you know, it's, it's just me, you know, imposing some silly thing I saw in a movie. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't open the door for you. Like in that movie, The Bronx Tale. I'm like, you seen the she fucking movie? She brought it up. <laughs> you seen the fucking movie and you don't, you didn't, you suck. <laughs> Needless to say, the relationship didn't last any longer. And, you know, oh, that's funny. But it was like, it was like, because in my head, I was cutting her some slack. I said, she didn't, she probably never seen the movie. <laughs> no, but she did. Why <laughs> she would she even mention it? Well, not only that, but like, mm. why, you know, I said, I said to myself, she probably didn't see the movie. She probably, you know, it's not fair for me to like judge her, especially she doesn't even know that this kind of thing exists. Right. Maybe, you right. Know, I'm just putting some like fake, you know, rule that I saw in a movie on her. It's not fair, <laughs> is what I said to myself. And she's like, oh my God, I forgot to open the door for you. I'm like, you fucking seen the movie? You seen the movie? You didn't open the fucking door? You suck. You suck. Oh, you suck. Fantastic. Yeah. It's just, yeah it's, uh, well, well so, so, but what kind of rules now do we have for our kids? I mean, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the point is respect. Yeah. The point is respect. You give respect and you, and she should respect you back. Yeah. Both, in both cases. Right, right. right. But like, yeah, we got to find, we got to find our, our, uh, our uh, Bronx tale lesson yeah. that we can impart. I like so, that. Yeah. So that we can go and say, if she doesn't open that door for you, she's a, <laughs> she's a selfish person, you know, 
you know, just like we can tell, you know, the girl is like, if he doesn't open the door for you and let you get in the car first, right. he sucks. You know, well, but, but, he's so, a fucking asshole. I mean, and, and we both have boys as well. Yeah. I mean, again, we look at times and they're so much different, man. Mm-hmm. Equality. I mean, which, you know, it's always, I've always been about equality, but sometimes people do get offended if they're not treated as equals. Yeah. And, you know, well, you don't have to open the door for me. I can do it myself. Okay. Yeah. You can open the door for yourself then. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be honest. Um, the only time those rules come up is when the girl don't like you. Mm. The only time that kind of stuff is a problem yeah. is when the girl doesn't like you. That's interesting. That's my opinion. Because now it's an excuse. It's an excuse to get out. Yeah. And it's an excuse to keep you away. Because you suck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously. Or you're, not, you're just not the girl's type. Right? right. And there's no easier way of doing it yeah. It, so it, it reminds me of the, of the fight you talked about the last time where your buddy went for the handshake and got knocked out. And that was like the best way for him to get out of the fight because he was definitely not prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. So same, th- same thing. You're not prepared for that girl or that relationship. Yeah. She, or she's not. And then she found the way out of it. And, and yeah. And, and she's, she gets to say that you offended her and, <laughs> you, you know, she's a feminist. Yeah. But I mean, none of that shit matters if she liked you. Yeah. Because if she liked you, she would forgive her. If if it was a problem for her, she would forgive it. Right. She'd be like, oh, he opened the door for me. He's being nice to me. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna get all feminist on him. Right. But uh, you know, he opened the door because he's being a gentleman. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. You know? But if she doesn't like the dude, the dude's creepy or the guy sucks or just in general, and he opens the door, she she's gonna be like, no, forget you. I got my own door. Right. You know? Just like if she goes, if you go to pay for the check, and she's like, no, this is not a date. I got the check. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's she. Bad. That's her way of saying this is not a date. This yeah. is not working out. I don't like you. Yeah, I think that's all it is. Hmm. That's my opinion. No, it makes sense though. I, I would think so because I mean, when you like someone, everything they do wrong is okay. You kind of overlook it. You're yeah. Always, yeah. You you'll cut that 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 person, that woman, that guy. You'll you cut slack. Him some slack. Yeah. But <laughs> the moment the moment you don't like them. It doesn't matter what they do. Everything they do is wrong. Yeah. Everything. Everything. They're breathing funny. (laughs) Yeah. They can do everything right. Just because you don't like them, they're doing it wrong. Because you'll find it. You'll find something wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything. And and, and it's just about, and all this, all this, like, like some of this stuff is just dudes being creepy. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Just my thinking. Because, I mean, I know, like, I'm sure I've rubbed. And some girls the wrong way. Some girls would probably be like, no, I don't like you. you know? <laughs> right, right. And some girls were honest enough to tell me, yeah, mm. I don't like you. And I'm mm. like, damn, this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there goes the ego. There goes the it's ego. Like, damn. Damn. Couldn't you just tell me that you wanted, you didn't want to pay, you know, or you wanted to pay half of the bill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the easier way out. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, like, even, I mean, I'm sure this was true for a lot of dudes. It's like, you don't even pick up that sig- single, mm. you know. You know, it's not, you know something's wrong. You're not really getting it. Well, and, and now that's the reverse where you're not seeing it. Yeah. You don't want to see it. Maybe um, you don't want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's what was happening. That's true. Hmm. You know, that could happen. And I was like, fuck, no, but I like this girl. <laughs> but she don't like you and you don't see it. Right. You know? God, it, happens, yeah. it happens to all of us. Yeah, man. It sure did. It sure did. Fuck, man. I'm so glad I'm married. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Yeah, I hated all that well, stuff. And and I have I have, you know, friends and, and female friends that talk about, you know, they're they're a little older now. The the dating scene is ridiculous. They, they you know, they and she'll tell me my friend will tell me, he's like, Man, you're lucky you're married because you don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. 
you know, and, and, and she'll even ask me, it's like, do you think it's okay if I tell this guy that I'm, I'm starting to see, we don't know how serious it's going to get, but I'm already asking him to like get checked out for like STDs and all that. Like I would need to see it on paper. I'm like, you know what? You do what you need to do to feel comfortable. If this does end up leading somewhere, then yeah, you want to be safe. You want to make sure. Oh, fuck. You know, so, so it's, it's those type of things now. Like, like yeah. she doesn't have time to mess around. Yeah. You know, or, or play games. Older. Yeah. yeah or, or play any games. You know, wants to make sure that if it's if it's something that's going to happen, then let's do it the right way. Because I don't know if you have time to play games anymore. Dude, God forbid anything ever happens to my wife, where you know she you know she passes away or she decides she wants to hate me and she gets a divorce or whatever. God yeah. forbid of any of that, because I think I would just not bother. Yeah, I would just be a nomad. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Like I would not get married. Dude. You'll have your jujitsu, man. I just I will have my jujitsu, <laughs> and that would be it, dude. Like that's all I would do because I don't. All that stuff is super intimidating. Sure. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I, I, it's. I'm sure there's plenty of people who who would flourish in that kind of situation. Yeah. And probably love the challenge and all this stuff, or love the, 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 the excitement of all of it. Yeah. For me. <laughs> Not for me, man. I'm so happy to be married. Yeah. <laughs> I good. like being married. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I, we've been here for a couple hours now, man. Um, Dude, you, I think we did that last time, too. The like, conversation just gets so yeah. easy. Yeah, well, it goes Close. everywhere, right? It just goes everywhere. So here, let's uh, let's call it quits for tonight. Um, well, thanks so much, man. I We talked a little martial arts, but then we ended up talking about a lot of like life stuff and kids. And you know, it, it felt like... Um, Two old men having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like listening to old men. Hopefully, my listeners like listening to old men, too. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much, Carlos, for coming Thank you, on, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. you, man. This is the Floral Podcast. I am Ergo Traves. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. The song you're listening to is titled Gankor Puinsum by Ayo. I know I'm butchering that, but you get the gist of it. You can find this song and more over at Epidemic Sound. And should you decide to go over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. Yeah, man, it was good talking old times with Carlos, man. Like, he knows the neighborhood. He knows what's up. You know, we grew up in the same area. Him and I, we had, you know... A lot of the same experiences because we grew up in the hood. He grew up three blocks away from me. So I hope you like what you listen to. And if you want more, make sure you head on over to our website, thefloropodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes. You can find out more about us and the show. And there's also a store where you can purchase some merchandise. Also, make sure you follow me, Edgar Otraves, under the name Edgar Otraves on Instagram. You can also follow the show on Instagram under the name The Floral. And don't forget to follow my guest, Stick Fighter Moldog, a.k.a. Carlos Flores, under the name Los Ronins. Thank you so much, Carlos, for coming on. It was great having you on the show, and I, you know, I just love talking about the old days. Now, if you dug this show, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts at, and press all the buttons that make the podcast God's happy. I am Edgar Otra Vez. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. Mm-hmm.